is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, this is Monty in the Morning. How the heck are you on Tuesday, August 30th, twenty twenty two? Just three more sleeps. Yes. To hot chicks in bikinis in Hawaii. Yes. Um, our girlfriends and wives will be there, too. But anyway, the point is... You get the point. Uh, we're going to Hawaii on Friday. It's going to be amazing. And R.J. Barrett's not coming to the Utah Jets. What? Had you heard that before? What? I know that's breaking news. Uh, we'll talk all about it. I know it's, it's what everybody's talking about, thinking about this morning... Is the Donovan Mitchell trade dead? Can the Knicks and Utah Jazz figure it out? Are the New York Knicks the best dance partner for the Utah Jazz when it comes to Donovan Mitchell? We'll talk all about that. And by the way, I think one of the biggest questions now is what's next for the Utah Jazz? Can the Utah Jazz bring Donovan Mitchell to training camp? All of that straight ahead on the show. You've got to hear this Aaron Rodgers interview he did on the Joe Rogan show this week. I just don't know why he continues to go on that show. Because every time he does, it seems like it's controversial. Jake, are you um, are you an Aaron Rodgers guy? No, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers guy, and we'll get to that. Not at all? No. Wow. Nope. Um, And one of the things we want to talk about today is do you trust the media? Because whether it's this Donovan Mitchell deal, um, you know, there was uh, a a small story that maybe you heard about at BYU and volleyball and nobody asked about that yesterday at football, like crazy, crazy swings in media credibility. Do you trust the media? And frankly, the most important story of the day is s'mores camping only, or can you make them in the kitchen? Right. All right, let's move on. Come on, that he's, s'mores, s'mores, and it's national. Did you know and, it's National Toasted S'mores Day? Yeah, I think most people do. Um, all right, don't forget we're sending a pair of listeners to see BYU and Notre Dame at the Shamrock Series in Las Vegas. Um, super excited about this. This is a home stretch now. So if you want to go and see BYU and Notre Dame in Las Vegas and stay at the Palms for two nights, get two tickets to the game. A $250 gas card to get you there. All you have to do is go to any of the five Utah locations of the Barbecue Pit Stop, baby. Logan, Layton, Lehigh, St. George, and of course our good friends right here in Salt Lake City, Murray. Um, they all have a box on their counter. All you have to do is put this, the, there's a little slip, fill it out, put your slip in the box, and then join us at the Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh on Saturday, September 17th. We'll be watching BYU in Oregon live from Eugene, and at halftime of that game, we are going to pull the winner of the trip for two to the Shamrock Series in Las Vegas to see BYU and Notre Dame. Now, I also want to remind you that we have partnered with Papa Murphy's Pizza on this event. Hell yeah, we have. So we're going to be smoking pizza on Traeger's, Yoder's, Big Green Eggs. It's going to be amazing. Papa Murphy's, as we told you, is our favorite pizza to make on a Traeger smoker. You put all your favorite toppings on it. You slide it on the smoker for 25 minutes, and it comes out delish. 
You want to try it? You've never tried it? Come on out to the uh, Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh on Saturday, September 17th. We'll have uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza there. We'll have wings there for you. And we're going to give away a trip for two uh, to see BYU and Notre Dame at the Shamrock Series. Without further ado, what is going on with the Utah Jazz and the New York Knicks? This is obviously the story of the day. Um, this is what everybody's talking about as the news broke yesterday. Um, probably about midday, maybe noontime, we had the news for you that the uh, Utah Jazz had access to four first-round picks, unprotected first-round picks. But the only thing left to do to make that deal happen with the Knicks, the Lakers, and the Jazz was to figure out what the compensation would be coming from the Knicks. As I tweeted yesterday... Um, on the show, it was simply a matter of trying to figure out what the New York Knicks were willing to give up. And Jake, as it turns out, they still, as we've reported for a month now, the New York Knicks were not willing to put Quentin Grimes into this deal. And that ultimately was the issue is that the Knicks and the Jazz could not get together on what compensation the Jazz would get from the Knicks. Did the Knicks do the right thing in extending R.J. Barrett here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the the Knicks have done the right thing in sort of controlling, um, you know, expectations and controlling, you know, what they're going to try and provide to to you know the Lakers and and um, and the Jazz in this deal. I think that that the the Knicks are in control here from the standpoint of what they're willing to give up, and I think the commitment to Quentin Grimes is one that that I think is is well done. I think that when you think about who Quentin Grimes could be, when you think about um, what value he he could bring to a franchise and really your franchise, I think it's a smart move. Now again, I'm going to keep saying that you're you're banking on you know young talent now to develop and to to turn into what you need them to be to make this decision valid. And that's what I think you're ultimately that's sort of like the risk reward factor that you have to weigh but I think I think you know it's not a bad decision to be committed to keeping Quentin Grimes in your organization and I think that this conversation about you know hey if we give up you know Grimes and let's you know let's say they were to have given up Barrett before this extension just got signed you know if we're to give up a lot of this young talent to get Donovan Mitchell I just don't know um that that makes us a championship caliber team. And furthermore, even now, if you do the Donovan Mitchell deal, I still wonder, are you a championship caliber team after you add Donovan Mitchell to that mix? I think a lot of people are wondering that. But on the flip side of that, if you don't do the deal, you're definitely not a championship caliber team. So that, to me, is sort of the struggle here. The The problem is, is that is that there's no incentive for the Jazz to do this deal other than, you know, picks and, you know, what have you, draft compensation, essentially. And I think right now for the Utah Jazz, you're you're potentially a playoff team right here today. You could scratch into the playoffs right here today. So I think there's a lot of factors at play, but I don't blame them for locking up R.J. Barrett. He's one of the better players on your roster. He is loved by the fan base. There's really no reason not to do it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and I think $120 million when you talk about a player that's 22 years old is not a lot of money, but oddly the average annual value of that deal could be up to $30 million depending on what R.J. Barrett hits as far as 
bonuses, which include all NBA, all-star selections, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, that's almost the exact same average annual value that Donovan Mitchell um, is getting from the Jazz on his rookie extension. But I also think the thing that you have to remember is the poison pill exception that goes along with uh, rookie extensions. And the the really in this particular rookie extension is the right way to say that. And if you don't know what the poison pill exemption is, is basically what it means is that the team that would trade for R.J. Barrett before that uh, rookie extension kicks in. So if the Jazz were to, let's say, make a deal with the Knicks and they were to acquire R.J. Barrett, they would not only have to pay um, what he is getting right now, but against their cap, it would be this and the rookie extension per year that would count against the cap. So it's exponentially more expensive to trade for R.J. Barrett before that rookie extension kicks in mm -hmm. a year from now. So it makes R.J. Barrett almost unattainable in this trade. But this seems to be the argument that a lot of people have had, and we've talked openly about this on the show, that Danny Ainge does not want to pay R.J. Barrett. And Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN, is the first one to have this. So I'll do credit uh, that they were extending R.J. Barrett. And I think the thing that Woj pointed out that we've talked about on this show for an exceptional, Extensively. long, long time, is that R.J. Barrett is not critical to getting this deal done. Facts. The guy that's critical to getting this deal done is Quentin Grimes, and the Knicks to date have not showed a willingness to trade or include uh, Quentin Grimes in a deal for Donovan Mitchell. This is no longer about how many unprotected picks Danny Ainge can get. This is, as I tweeted yesterday, about what compensation Danny's going to get in return from the Knicks. And that's why this whole bravado and this whole thing where Adrian Wojnarowski at ESPN is reporting that the Knicks put a Monday night deadline on this. It is not coincidental that we found out yesterday afternoon, as I showed in that tweet a moment ago, um, and I think that was it. Let me put that back up for you. At, at 1.13 in the afternoon yesterday, I tweeted that, hey, NBA sources tell me the Utah Jazz have access to four unprotected first-round picks in a multi-team deal, including the Lakers and the Knicks. The teams are working on total compensation and player swaps. And then I, I also said the biggest question remaining is what the Knicks are willing to give up and which Jazz veterans go out in this trade. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest the, the biggest hindrance in getting that deal done was, in fact, Quentin Grimes and that young compensation that the Knicks have. But, Jake, we've also talked about this. I think it was time for the Knicks to do what Leon Rose did. Mm -hmm. And I will continue to give kudos to Leon Rose because I believe he has handled this exceptionally well. It would have been easy for Leon Rose to, to cave on this. It would have been easy to say, hey, you know what? Donovan Mitchell's that superstar that we've been chasing in New York for 10 years. Yeah, Let's go ahead and overpay for him. In fact, the Knicks did not do that, and I tip my cap to Leon Rose for that because I don't think this is a deal that's make or break right now today in 2022-23 for the Knicks. Yeah, and I think that's sort of a, a reflection on, you know, in some ways on Don as a player. Like, I think if the conversation was, you know, we're trying to do a deal for Kevin Durant or we're trying to do a deal for LeBron— then I think everybody would have no problem overpaying to get the deal done. But because this is Donovan Mitchell, uh, someone who is a three-time All-Star, but someone who has not done much winning yet That's in, right. in the biggest stages, I think it changes the conversation. It changes the leverage points. It changes 
you know, what you're willing to give up and, and frankly, what uh, Danny Ainge, you know, how Danny Ainge has to operate and in the, in the way he uses the leverage he has. So I think that, you know, by extending R.J. Barrett, you know, when we talk about this from a negotiating standpoint, by extending R.J. Barrett, you're just simply saying to to Danny Ainge, hey, you know, we're we're not desperate to get this deal done, you know, from our side of the phone call. We're, we're saying, hey, we're committed to keeping Grimes in the organization. Uh, obviously, we're committed to R.J. Barrett financially now. But I think as we've gone on basically the whole summer in this conversation and you've watched the show and you've seen how this has evolved, Quentin Grimes really has been the sticking point. You've heard about Obi Toppin or Evan Fournier or some of these other guys that might be included to get the deal done. But Quentin Grimes is the guy that Danny Ainge covets and frankly, Leon Rose covets. And so if you're Leon Rose and you're not willing to give that up, then I think ultimately the deal probably isn't getting done right this second. I think what ends up happening, and again, this is just my opinion, not going off of like sourced information or, hey, people told us this. This is just strictly my opinion that I think that it's going to be a waiting game. I think that if I'm Leon Rose, I want to wait and see what Donovan Mitchell turns into. I want to wait and see that 30-point version of Donovan Mitchell because, frankly, the Knicks are not in a position to take a risk on Donovan Mitchell. The position that they need to be in is we need to sign a bona fide, no doubt about it, yeah, like 28 to 30-point-a-night guy. And then from there, we can finish this roster and, and build out a championship contender. Well, and I think the other thing that, that kind of validates the reporting that, that we've had over the last week or so, especially what we had yesterday afternoon, was this Woj tweet right here last night um, at 910. He said, New York's Leon Rose set a Monday night deadline with Utah to reach an agreement on a trade for Mitchell or the Knicks would commit to a Barrett extension. But look at this last line. The Knicks and Jazz closed the de uh, the gap on a deal uh, on deal points. Excuse me. Knicks and Jazz closed gap on deal points in recent days on a Mitchell trade, but neither would go further. And I think that's why when you see you read this tweet, you know that we've talked about how the Lakers have wanted to be a third team in this Lakers Jazz Knicks triumvirate, trying to get that deal done. Yeah. And what you know now is. The Lakers are the third team in that deal. They were willing to include two unprotected first-round picks. So we know that Danny Ainge had access to four unprotected first-round picks. And as Woj tweeted and kind of confirmed what we've been reporting, it was simply a matter of how far the Knicks were willing to go and how Danny Ainge was willing to compromise. And frankly, Danny's not been willing to compromise on this situation at all. And then when you hear Woj saying, hey, well, you know, Leon Rose and the Knicks put a Monday night deadline on this, Leon Rose got frustrated about a month ago. We reported on this show that Leon got very frustrated with Danny Ainge and his unwillingness, Danny Ainge, to come off of his asking price for Donovan Mitchell. And I think that's why you see things like deadlines, arbitrary deadlines, where Leon Rose is saying, hey, if you're not going to do this deal by Monday at X time, we're going to move on with our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that's exactly what Leon Rose did because he was frustrated with Danny Ainge. And I'm not saying that Leon did the wrong thing by setting that deadline. What I'm saying is you can tell that Danny Ainge is driving a hard bargain. Those four unprotected first-round picks are an awfully, awfully big ask for somebody in Donovan Mitchell's position. And I think when you look at leverage or you look at value, value is determined by what somebody's willing to pay for your 
you know, your commodity. And at this point, the Knicks are not willing to to give up Quentin Grimes and two unprotected first round picks to get this deal done. And I say kudos to Leon Rose because I I also think just like James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell's in a prove it year. Mm-hmm. This is a hugely important season for Donovan Mitchell. Thanks. If he comes out and he scores 30 points a night, I think Donovan Mitchell is going to be is going to be arguably a top five player. He'd certainly be a top seven player. That's every day. Because how many players in this league average 30 points a night? A handful at best. And I think when you look at the potential and you look at, you know, clearly Donovan Mitchell was in his feelings on this deal. Yeah. He put out a video last night on Instagram at 1.36 a.m. Yeah. Sitting in a gym with his shoes on working out. This is a guy who's got a point to prove. So I think one of the things that you know now is that I think if he comes back to camp with the Jazz, and that's an if, that's not a certainty. If Donovan Mitchell comes back to camp with the Jazz, Jake, I think he's in in line to have a monster season. Yeah, and I think that Danny would be foolish not to to consider that. And I I, I truly believe that Danny and 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 you know Justin Zanuck and the whole front office team are well aware that Donovan has a point to prove. Like it's not a secret. Like if we're seeing the videos, what do you think that they know being in contact with him regularly? And and that's something that I want to make sure we're all clear on. This is not a situation where Donovan Mitchell is upset with the organization or uh, malcontent or requesting or demanding a trade. Like, it's not a hostile thing. It, it, it is very much a, hey, we're in communication with Don. He knows exactly what we're trying to get for him, and we're not going to take less than that. That, that to me, based on what happened yesterday, is very clear that, that the organization has said to Donovan Mitchell— Months ago, like I'm talking about the December before Rudy Gobert got traded type timeline. Like, hey, we are going to move Rudy, and this is the deal that potentially we may get done with the Knicks to move you to New York. And we're not going to come off of that deal. And that's why I think that plays into why Danny has been just so stubborn on the unprotected picks portion, on the Quentin Grimes portion, on the not paying R.J. Barrett's rookie extension portion. Like, that's why I think Danny Ainge has driven such a hard bargain here. And and, and I think overall, that's why Donovan Mitchell, you know, is working as hard as he is because he knows, hey, right now, like, yes, I am the face of this franchise, but also they are willing to trade me. And as a player, whether we're talking about the Lakers or the Jazz or the Nets, as a player, the caliber of Donovan Mitchell, you always want to be in a position where the organization just is unwilling to trade you, where they're saying, hey, this guy just simply is too good. The only way we'd ever trade him is if he demanded a trade. We would never willingly give up this guy. And I think if I'm Donovan Mitchell, I'm saying to myself, hey, like I got to come out and and get the job done like unequivocally this year. I got to be like a bona fide, no doubt about it, killer. And yes. I think that's why you're seeing... 1.30 a.m. in the gym. That's why you're seeing all the stuff with Brickley and the Black Ops runs and the Miami runs and, and just all this work he's put in. So it doesn't surprise me. I think it all adds up. And my again, my opinion is I think this is a waiting game now after this R.J. Barrett extension and, and, and the deadline being set. Yeah, and I think, again, I think both Danny Ainge and Leon Rose have handled this very well. Um, I, I obviously we're starting to hear and see and get a lot more leaks. We're starting to get a lot more information. That's politicking. That's how these deals get done. And I think that, you know, frankly, 
you know, as somebody that has relationships across the NBA, make no mistake about it, that we are a convenience um, in this situation. You know, we talk to a lot of people at the Jazz. We talk to a lot of people around the NBA. We happen to have really good, close relationships in, in NBA circles in New York. <laughs> We're convenient for those people. And, and I don't think there's any doubt that the flow of information in the last two weeks has been significantly more robust than it had been the, the last month. And I think a lot of that is because Leon Rose was frustrated. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 I don't mind telling you it was easier to get information out of New York than it was out of Utah. That is absolutely for sure um, that the, the, the spigots were on in New York trying to get leverage over Danny Ainge. And I just don't think that ever happened. And I don't think it was ever going to happen. But Leon Rose... I think Leon Rose knows what he's in for if he's going to come back to Utah and try to get a deal done, which, I, which by the way, I also think it's really an important point. There is nothing preventing the Jazz and the Knicks from doing a deal here. R.J. Barrett was not somebody, contrary to reports, my Utah Jazz sources have told me all along, R.J. Barrett was not somebody the Jazz wanted to pay. Mm -hmm. They did not want to extend him. And I think, I don't know if it's a smokescreen. I don't, I don't know what it is. But I know almost for certain that R.J. Barrett is not a deal breaker here. That R.J. Barrett was not the guy that, that Danny Ainge had to have in this deal. I think Danny Ainge wanted Quentin Grimes and Emmanuel Quickly more than he wanted R.J. Barrett. And I think O.B. Toppin was a guy the Knicks were willing to put into this deal. I think that when you look at Evan Fournier or Cam Reddish, they were willing to put those guys in this deal. It was simply a matter of were they willing to include, you know, predominantly were they willing to include Quentin Grimes and were they willing to include Emmanuel quickly? And no, I, no, no. I don't get the feeling that they were willing to put those two guys together in this deal. I don't think that Leon Rose was ever willing to include Quentin Grimes in this deal. I, and I actually think Quentin Grimes now has a, a very high barrier to meet because the Knicks were unwilling to trade him. Yes. And if you passed on Donovan Mitchell for Quentin Grimes and Quentin Grimes never never develops into a top five player on your roster, you probably missed an opportunity here to get Donovan Mitchell. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of pressure that, that Quentin Grimes is going to have to wear. And I'm sure he's well aware of that. I'm sure the Knicks are aware of that. But let's make something very clear. There is no reason that this deal cannot get done. Anybody telling you that this deal is dead is simply wrong. Anybody telling you that now it's impossible to make a deal for Donovan Mitchell between the Jazz and the Knicks is simply wrong. Mm -hmm. Anybody telling you that a three-team deal is no longer viable is simply wrong. R.J. Barrett was not now, is not now and was never a deal-breaker for the, the Jazz, the Lakers, and the, the Knicks to making a three-team deal. It is as simple as can Danny Ainge get four unprotected first-round picks in a Donovan Mitchell deal. And I say yesterday afternoon at 2 o'clock, yeah, he had that deal if he wanted it. The problem was he wanted Quentin Grimes. And the other thing is, I, I think as far as like the Lakers part of this deal, I think there is a, a very big, very big separation in the organization, the Utah Jazz, and how much willingness there is to pay Russell Westbrook $47 million not to play for mm. the Utah Jazz. Mm -mm. I think there's a lot of people that don't want to do that deal. And when I say a lot, there's three, four people that make these decisions at the Utah Jazz. 
I think probably three out of those four people, from what I was told yesterday, have a lot of reservations about paying Russell Westbrook $47 million not to wear the note on his chest next season. Obviously not. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens to Russ because, Jake, I think the other part of this, and this is a huge part of this trade. Yeah. What are the Lakers going to do if they do not trade Russell Westbrook? Yeah, I mean, I think that there are other options. You know, uh, there are always options for them, and I think that the Lakers are, it, it seems like anyway, based on the behavior and in, in, in the fact that they finally got involved as a third team, which to us, you know, again, we had been talking about this for a minute, that the Lakers were kind of sitting there waiting for the Kyrie Irving situation to play out. And if, the, if Kyrie and KD had stayed with the Nets, which it ends up that they obviously are, that the Lakers would be a dark horse to get into a third team position in this deal. That's what wound up happening. And so if you if you don't deal Russell Westbrook, uh, I think it's a interesting conundrum. I think there's a chance that you just sit him down. I think there's a chance you bring him off the bench. Like I, I think the Lakers um, are are not shy about saying, "Hey, you're not performing." You know, we'd love to have you out there. We love your defense. We love your transition ability uh, with your size and speed. But the problem is, is and, and this was kind of, I know this is kind of an insane comparison, but if you really think about it, the Russell Westbrook inability to make a jump shot or really be anything off individually offensive uh, in the half court, like his inability to score in the half court is kind of the same thing the Utah Jazz dealt with with Rudy Gobert. You have a guy the defense doesn't have to respect. And in the NBA, that's just not going to get it done. You have to have all five guys with at least some semblance of an ability to score individually to keep the defense honest. Yes. And so, yes. you know, if on the Lakers, um, I, 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 you know, I think a lot of people forgot early in Darvin Ham's tenure when they had recent when they had just signed him, it came out that Darvin Ham was going to have the ability to go ahead and sit Russell Westbrook down whenever he felt like it. And then it came out last week that Austin Reeves was going to be pushing to be a starter and was definitely going to be a closer, you know, for this team in game. Yeah, that he so, was ahead of Russ. Yeah, yeah. and so that's yeah. why I say they're not they're not shy about sitting him down if they don't trade him. But I, I have to think that if you're the Lakers, at some point you got to prioritize cap space. And that Russell Westbrook contract um, is, your, is your, you know, yellow brick road to that situation so I, again i just have to think that with a month to go before camp starts that you would be every single day trying to make something happen yeah i agree i i think it's it's just very interesting the way all of this has played out mm -hmm. i i think i just look at the way that the knicks have handled this and i, I and i don't mean to be redundant on this it's nice to see the knicks operating from a p position of intelligence and basketball IQ. Yeah. Because that's not something, and I know that Nick fans, you know, freaked out when I said that this is not the same Knicks, and this is not Isaiah Thomas's Knicks. This is not Phil Jackson's Knicks. These are Leon Rose's New York Knicks. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're a Nick fan, and really if you're a Jazz fan, I mean, I, I go back to the day that Rudy Gobert was traded on July 1st, and all the Jazz fans were in on the show saying, man, it's wild to see Danny Ainge doing this operating for, for the jazz like yeah building operating negotiating trading on behalf of the utah jazz and 
this is what the NBA is. And really, I feel like the, the way to say it is doing what needs to be done, like not being scared to to say no to the Utah Jazz on Quentin Grimes. And if you're Danny Ainge, not being scared to do the, the, the Rudy Gobert deal because you needed to do that to move on to the next chapter of life in, in the Utah Jazz's organization. And I think that that it's just it, it 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 is refreshing to see this but also at the same time there is a lot of burnout factor on this conversation we talked about it yesterday on the show this conversation with this trade has been going on for like 6 8 weeks now like most of the summer and i think that that you know eventually Danny Ainge and the Utah Jazz are going to have to move on from this as do the Knicks because frankly both squads have a ton of resources that they can use to go and make other deals and so to me I kind of felt like this R.J. Barrett deadline thing that came out yesterday was sort of a, not a flex, but just kind of going up that alley of like, hey, Oh, it man, was like, a flex. Like, oh, you know, it was a flex. I mean, it, it was, but at the same time, it's like, Dan, the thing is, it would be more of a flex if they pulled that when Danny Ainge absolutely had to have this deal. Like, if Danny Ainge was in a position where he had to have well, this deal, yeah. you know, then to me, that's more of a flex. I just felt like Leon was saying, hey, look, I'm, I'm kind of done with this situation. I either want to get a deal done or, or I'm going to move on. And and I felt like that's kind of what happened. Like, he's just saying, I'm not desperate to make this deal. And, and again, to your point, you know, it, that is refreshing to see. It is refreshing to see one of the most iconic franchises in the NBA actually operating at a high level uh, from a front office standpoint. So I think it's good for the league. Um, but ultimately, and I think this is an important point, Ultimately, no matter what happens in this Donovan Mitchell deal or this offseason, the Knicks have to start winning Start winning basketball games. Like, you have to start being relevant. You have to start being able to beat Boston, beat Brooklyn. Like, you got to step up and be one of, one of uh, the most relevant teams in the East. And until that happens, none of this matters. All right, let's get your thoughts in here. Uh, first comment of the day goes to... With all due respect. Oh, really? Really? With, with that's due, how we want to start. All due respect. Yeah, that's how we're going to do this. All He's, due respect. His icon is a black t-shirt. With all due respect. And he says, Monty's closet must look like a cartoon character's closet with 12 of the exact same outfit hanging neatly in a row. I don't even try to hide it. I have four or five black polo shirts. Cal I, and my Why favorite. You illuminate me? Black Callaway polo shirt. And then I have about 20 black t-shirts. That's what I wear on a daily basis. That's right, T. It makes life very easy, man. <laughs> and it just depends. Am I going to wear jeans that day? Am I going to wear slacks that day? You know, it just depends on the activity. But with all due respect, you ain't wrong. With all due respect. You ain't wrong. Neville 93 says, good morning, guys. I've been out because I just had a baby this hey, weekend. Hey. Let's go. Welcome. Congrats, uh, Neville 93. Hey, hey. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, good morning. Kenai Johnson says, uh, top of the morning, fellas. Jesse P says, hopefully the Knicks try to add Mitchell with RJ. Well, there you go. I think that's probably the that that's what this deal should have meant to the Knicks all along mm -hmm. because it, and I think we've even talked about this. The Knicks without RJ Barrett and Donovan Mitchell are not a better team. If you put those two next to each other, I think you're in much better position than you are if you just have RJ or if you just have Donovan. Well, and I think the bigger standpoint to that would be having Donovan at the two, RJ at the three, and Jalen Brunson at the one. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying I to would say, agree okay, with that. Yeah. hey, we want this 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 trio 
of really talented guards that can play in different ways, and that's going to allow give us reliability, but then allow us some options, you know, at the four and the five outside of Julius. But I also think it makes Julius Randle a better player at the four. It does. I Absolutely mean, it, it does. takes yeah. because what it does is it takes a lot of pressure off of him to be the guy. Because Julius Randle's not going to be the guy for the Knicks. I think we all know that. So if you have guys like Brunson, guys like Don, guys like RJ, all three of those guys can put the ball in the hole. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. So you you don't need you don't need Julius Randle shooting threes. You don't need Julius Randle on the ball running the break. You don't need him to be one of your top two guys in order to get to the playoffs to win big games of consequence. Yeah. It makes it makes Julius Randle a better player having RJ Don and Brunson on the floor together. And by the way, Mitchell Robinson, I, I still am a huge Mitchell yes. Robinson fan. Yes. You know, I just I, I think the Knicks are in a really good spot right he now. He flies so under the radar. He them. does. He does. Aaliyah and Kel says sign and trade, not so fast. The poison pill really makes RJ Barrett Cost prohibitive. Red pill or blue pill? Yeah, I just wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Kenny, good morning to you. Predictions on what you'll say uh, from before the show starts. The deal isn't dead. Stay largely unaffected, but it still isn't close because New York won't pay Ainge's premium price. Well, that's the reality of it. Jesse Harsh says, good morning, boys. The deal is dead. The deal was never really that terribly close, in my opinion. On a side note, how about the new Game of Thrones show? Haven't watched it. Have not watched it. Yeah. Going to watch it. Absolutely going to watch it. I will say, I will say the show about Wrexham FX on FX, Wrexham, the mm -hmm. soccer club yep. that Ryan Reynolds bought is fantastic. Yeah, great show. Really enjoy the Wrexham show on FX. I, I highly recommend uh, you look at that one. Turf Dome says Ainge outbid himself. Do you buy that? Mm-hmm. I, don't I mean, think what does so. it? What does that really mean, though? He outbid himself. Like, are are you saying that that the Knicks got frustrated? Like, Danny pushed it too far. Is that what we're saying? Like, I I think again, the, you can't you can't over uh, overstate Danny Ainge's willingness to push the envelope as far as what he's asking for. I mean, the guy is a complete savage about it, and I'm not exaggerating. I mean, Danny Ainge just does not care if it upsets you that he's asking for a certain amount for a certain player. He's going to ask for what he wants, and it's a yes or no thing. And I think when that's the case in these type of situations, you see how it plays out. It goes on for a long time. Like, you know, he forces the other party to get desperate. And that's why we're, we're going to keep saying Leon Rose deserves a lot of credit because he hasn't gotten desperate. And I think that's important. Yep, I agree. Eric and Raleigh says, this, isn't the deal dead because of the rule that teams cannot have two players on a rookie max extension? No, you can have two players on a rookie max extension. You cannot trade for two players on a rookie max extension. However, you can have one, R.J. Barrett, that's your own, and you can trade for another. You can absolutely do that. Yes, no. The deal with R.J. Barrett is that he's on the poison pill now, which means he's got one more year of his rookie deal before his rookie extension kicks in, which means if you trade for him, his cap number goes much higher. Donnie, please. Because you have to include that one year that's left. So it makes it, it whereas with the, the Knicks, the Knicks only have on their cap, they will only be charged for this one year left on his rookie deal instead of lumping that rookie deal into his extension and taking those numbers and calculating his, con his cap hit. So it makes it just a lot more expensive. It's math and stuff. 
Yeah, screw that. Uh, Mark Rasmussen says, God bless. Good morning, y'all. May the Lord be with us and may he when racism is in BYU. Okay. Okay. I like it. Uh, let's see. Davon Shaw says, Eric and Raleigh RJ didn't get the max, so it di- it doesn't apply. Well, I mean, he he has a he got paid. Don't I mean 120 million bucks. He didn't get what Donovan got. He got a rookie extension. So, but he got paid. He's going to average 30 million bucks a year. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'll take that deal if you don't want it. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. Teddy Wayman. What's up? Uh, Good to see you, my friend. He says, morning guys, by the way, (laughs) by the way, it's seven Oh five. This hour of the show is brought to you by Wayman brothers construction. Uh, Great to see Wayman brothers is currently working on a huge project for us. It will tell you about uh, in a couple of weeks, but man, I, I cannot tell you the job that Wayman brothers construction has done at my house. Um, again, we had all kinds of trouble with contractors and I mean, frankly, it was a nightmare for us. And then we called Wayman brothers and everything went swimmingly well. See swimmingly, right? Swimmingly. Cause they, they built a hot tub pad for you and you swim in it, you know, right. um, it was a great experience we had with Wayman brothers. If you're looking for work, um, if you're looking for kitchen bathroom, again, they built a truck deck for me, uh, poured a concrete pad for my hot tub. Um, you know, set that hot tub like, hey, man, when you're looking for somebody and you need somebody that can do electrical, structural, painting, um, you know, framing, all of that, the, your one-stop shop for home improvement is Wayman Brothers Construction. Call them today, 801-654-1028, 801-654-1028 for Wayman Brothers Construction, the biggest stories in sports this morning. R.J. Barrett gets a big extension um, from the New York Knicks and essentially is off the table in a Donovan Mitchell deal. And the question is, are the New York Knicks still the best dance partner for the Jazz on a Donovan Mitchell deal? And I think there's no doubt, absolutely they are. There is no question about that. I think if the Jazz trade Donovan Mitchell, it would only be to the Knicks because they're the ones that can bring them the most compensation. So yeah, I think that they are absolutely... Um, still the best dance partner for the uh, for the New York Knicks. What's up? Uh, San Diego State Aztecs 21. He says, Buenos dias. Como se dice? What's up, buddy? Uh, Snuka says, morning, y'all. What's up? Good to see you, Snuka. Uh, Caleb says, Hero, Robinson, bogey to the Lakers. Tyler Hero. And, and we haven't talked about Tyler Hero on this show in a minute. But... The last time I heard the name Tyler Hero, you know, talking to people around the NBA, his reputation's taken a bit of a beating. <clears throat> like, I mean, he's just not a guy that teams trust in the clutch. Yeah. He's not a guy that teams right now want on the floor in the last five minutes. His value is incredibly low. And again, I think he can change that. Right. But he's going to have to do that in a Heat uniform. Yeah, he feels like a try-hard guy. He feels like a 4A player where, like, he's a six-man type dude who wants to be a starter but isn't good enough to be a starter yet. Yeah, I agree with that. Kanai Johnson says, me and my kids roast s'mores in the backyard, got a fire pit. Oh, fire pit. So good. There's nothing like a crisp 40-degree, 50-degree evening with a fire pit. You're wearing a vest, maybe a sweatshirt. I cannot wait for sweatshirt weather. Yep. Hoodie season. I'm ready, man. I'm absolutely ready. Uh, Compass says, what's up, boys? Good to see you, Compass. Uh, Spencer D says, uh, time to bring in John Collins. Would no. love 
Hey, would love to see John Collins in a Jazz uniform. Asgill, also on the Max Rookie Extension thing, you can't trade for two guys on a uh, on that contract. You can sign one yourself. Correct. Correct. Absolutely correct. Uh, Tony, or Troy Cushing, excuse me. Good morning, my Jazz junkies. What is your guys' feeling on trades? Yes, it will happen, or no, it won't. You know. I'll go back. I'll move my, my Don Dar. Move your Don meter thing. Radar Don Dar. Yeah. We have got, got, uh, what do they call it when there's like in the weather radars? Oh, the the Donnie Doppler. The Donnie Doppler is at 65%. (laughs) I am moving the Donnie Doppler dar (laughs) back to 65-35 that he comes to camp with the Jazz. I think there is still a significant chance they trade him. But again, I think it's to the Knicks. I, I just don't. You know, talking to my NBA sources last night, people were saying there's no reason that this deal doesn't get done. Um, and I think Danny was was trying to use R.J. Barrett as a compromise. Yeah. That Danny was like, hey, I re- I want him. I want him. We, we take it. Yeah, yeah. And then when it comes up that, hey, no. Okay, well, we'll compromise. Give us, you know, give us Quentin Grimes. Yeah. I think that's what he was doing. Uh, let's see. J.C. destroys ankles. It gives us a $5 tip this morning. Appreciate you, JC. <laughs> morning, guys. So a lot of reports say the extension, the Knicks giving uh, R.J. Barrett effective who closes a book on Don going to New York. I, I yeah, just don't just think it does. That's just not true, bro. It's I don't not think true. it does. You know, like, and, and I think there are other suitors. I think that I just, listen, as, as far as other suitors go, the Cavs were never really an option. I think Cleveland's out altogether. I think the Lakers can make a nice third piece. They're not an option. They've never been a Donovan Mitchell in a Laker uniform option. I don't know how you would even make that happen. Uh, honest to goodness. And the idea, I think Danny Ainge is a is a adamant hater of the Lakers in that I don't think that he would do a he would send Donovan Mitchell to the Lakers. That's no, hard no, to no. Yeah, that's hard to even imagine. Yeah. I look very much more in the East. I think a lot of people talk about Miami. Miami doesn't have the players to make that deal work. Danny Ainge has zero interest in Tyler Hero. None. Nada. Zip. I think there are two other teams that could make this deal happen. I'm curious to see what what Toronto is still willing to do. Danny Ainge is going to ask for one guy, and you know who it is. He's going to ask for Scotty Barnes. And that's going to be a no. So I don't think, you know, if I'm if I'm the Jazz, am I am I taking less to get more perceivably from Toronto? Probably not. I need four protected, unprotected first round picks. Four unprotected first round picks. That's the Lakers and the Knicks. I mean, if you look at the math here, mm-hmm. it really is difficult to do a deal with what Danny's expecting in return. With very many teams across this league, there's just not a whole lot of teams who can offer what Danny's offered. It's been offered by the Lakers and the Knicks. That's why I just don't think this deal is dead. Yeah, and I don't think that, again, this just goes right back to Danny Ainge isn't desperate to trade Donovan Mitchell. You know, you have to understand that. Like, it would be different if Danny was like, yeah, we got to move him and we got to call every team in the league. And, you know, then maybe Miami is a suitor on a smaller deal or whatever, but that's just not where we are with this situation. That's why I think the, you know, the Donnie Doppler, you know, needs to stay in favor the of him. Donnie yeah, Doppler. The, Don, the Donnie Doppler. Okay. 
I, I, I don't hate it. The Donnie Doppler. Come on. I don't hate. Maybe the, the, maybe the, we need to get like a weather sounder. Yeah. Like yeah, a radar. I can, I'll, I'll work Doppler on Doppler radar. Yeah. The Donnie Doppler. Uh, yeah. I think the Donnie Doppler has to stay with him, you know, most likely or not most likely, but it's very likely he'll come back uh, to the Utah Jazz unless there is compromise on Quentin Grimes. That to me is the is the linchpin. That to me is like the sticking point of, hey, you know, if, if Leon Rose you know, changes on that and compromises, okay, then obviously a deal is more tenable. But I would be surprised if Leon Rose just woke up tomorrow and was like, yeah, cool, we're willing to send Quentin Grimes out, no problem. I just don't see that happening. I I don't know why you would spend all this time, you know, being steadfast on, on Grimes and then at the very end compromise. I just can't see Leon Rose doing that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see exactly how that turns out. I mean, you you look around, um, and and you see what the what the Miami Heat have. Um, you know, I mean, they they own their they own their first round picks, but I mean, it's it's simply a matter of how many of those picks they'd be willing to give up. Okay, great. Let's say they give up four unprotected first round picks. The problem with that is is that you what talent are you going to put into that deal? Duncan Robinson is not getting that deal done. Is Tyler Hero getting that deal done? He's not. Why are you going to trade Donovan Mitchell to get Tyler Hero? That doesn't make any sense at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I understand why you would trade Donovan Mitchell to end up with a package of players from the Knicks and buy out Russell Westbrook. I understand that, right? But I still maintain that also Boyan Bogdanovich and Mike Conley offer you a lot of value and can bring you draft picks as well. I mean, you got a first-round pick for Royce O'Neal, which might be one of the most shocking price tags ever. Yeah, complete savage about it. I mean, mean, you you got... So there's value to be had out there, but you're not just giving Donovan Mitchell away. Mm -hmm. Donovan Mitchell, I mean, he's an elite performer in this league at this point. For for where he is in his development, his age, like, he's a hard worker. Donovan Mitchell has, has, you know expanded his arsenal every single year. He's a guy that works hard. He's a guy that is, is, I mean, he's somebody that is conscientious. He he cares. Like he, he really cares. You don't ever have to wonder if he's working out. You don't ever have to wonder, Hey, you know, is he going to, is he really going to work on his defense? Right. You don't have to wonder about that. You know that that is, he is going to come back to camp with better footwork better understanding, better IQ, better mid-range game. Like last year with an an extended three-point range. Like Donovan Mitchell's a guy you want on your team. He's a good locker room guy. You're not giving that away for Tyler Hero. You're just not doing that. It it makes no sense at all. Uh, Smooth B. Smooth. Pat Riley don't have the picks needed to do a deal. I think he does. And I think, Again, I still maintain that any Donovan Mitchell deals a three-team trade. Yeah, I, I, I think that's you know. there's no doubt about that. Uh, Billy Goat says never count out Pat Riley, fam. I totally agree, absolutely agree with that. Um, let's see, Steve Calder says, "Hey, hi, Stephen. Hey, no, hey to you, sir. Yeah, hey, hey to you for yeah." Yeah, you know. Uh, Juan Rivera says, Donovan scoring 30 on an, a ranking team doesn't raise his trade value. He wants out of Utah. Okay, so tell me how you think he wants out of Utah. Has he? So he's demanded a trade? No, he hasn't. He's hinted that he's going to demand a trade? No, he hasn't. He's been a malcontent? No, he hasn't. 
Um, he's refused to play. That was Rudy Gobert, not Donovan mm, Mitchell. In a game, the biggest game of their season. So I don't think there is a single indication that Donovan Mitchell wants out of Utah. Yeah. Not one. Not a single one. Uh, Juan also says Danny knows this. He won't be with the Jazz at the start of the season. Yeah, I just I just don't think Could you're – Yeah. Could I be. I just disagree. Uh, Jay Farron says two unprotected picks from the Heat with trash 24-plus late first-rounders. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know that a 2027 first-round pick ever comes to fruition for this club. Because you also remember, like, most of these picks are from somebody else. That's the issue with the Knicks. Like, they've got a million and one picks to give, but how much value are truly in those? Yeah. How bad are the Knicks going to be in 2029? I don't know. Is a Laker first-round pick in 2029 that's unprotected? Isn't that more valuable than a Knicks 2029 first-round pick unprotected? I would think it's a hell of a lot more valuable. Because my guess is the Knicks are going to be very good for the next seven to ten years if Leon keeps going. So I I think those are also things that Danny Ainge has to consider. Uh, Billy Goat says uh, either Grimes or Obi are gone, or Spider will be traded to the Miami Heat. I yeah, I just don't think this Heat narrative is as easy as you guys are making it out to be. Yeah, I I don't know about that, man. Like I think they the, the Heat have a long way to go. Ray asks, "Good morning to you. I would not be against Grimes. That's my opinion." I'd put I, if if I'm the Knicks, I would have traded Grimes to get Donovan Mitchell. I would have begrudgingly traded him. Mm-hmm. But if if it would have been if the deal, and I've heard several incarnations of talent on this roster, I think the Knicks are happy to give up Obi Toppin. I think they know that he's not a player of consequence in their future. I think they would have happily done Grimes Toppin. I think they would have. The veterans probably going out, and I, I hesitate to call him a veteran, but Cam Reddish, Evan Fournier, for Donovan Mitchell, another player with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I think the Lakers would have ended up probably with Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, conceivably, conceivably, Boyan and Mike Conley. I think the Jazz would have wound up with four unprotected first-round picks. I think they likely would have ended up with Grimes and quickly and Russell Westbrook's contract. That's kind of the framework that they were dealing in. Thanks. Leon just was not willing to give up. I don't know his appetite. Frankly, I don't know Leon Rose's appetite to give up Emmanuel quickly. Yeah. I'm not so sure that that, that he was excited to do that. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I'm really not. No, neither would I. It's why Philly's unwilling to trade Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, why would you? Club control, dominant player. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, (laughs) Ray S. says Leon Rose, a.k.a. the Don. Could be. Well. I think he's handled this exceptionally well. I I just, I think he has. Uh, Asgill says, uh, how about we assume no deal is happening and just see how the season plays out? That's what I would do. If I were the Jazz, I would not be hesitant to bring him back. Yeah, I don't I think would they not. are hesitant at all. I think not at all. I think that, in fact, that's been why Danny's been so strong on the negotiating front because he knows, hey, I can just bring Don back and we can, like I said, they can be a fringe playoff team. I, I think that there's no reason why, like, if you kept most of the talent you got from Minnesota and you made a couple of deals and brought in some fresh talent that got you more athletic versus, yeah. you know, like, and you sent out, like, Conley and Bogey and some of these older injury-prone guys, like, you know, I I just think there's no reason why he can't be a a, a high 30s, 
maybe even a 40-win team. I, I just don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility if everyone comes back. If you're in the East, you cannot give up young guards. You, you just can't. That The Eastern Conference, in my opinion, is going to be won and lost by guard play for the next five years. Yeah. And I think, I think sure, you have guys like Giannis, but Giannis plays a very hybrid role for the Milwaukee Bucks. Y'all feel me? Um, I think when you look at the 76ers, quickly and, and Harden are going to determine their fate. Yeah. I think that Joe's going to be Joe, and I think there's no question about that. Look at the Knicks. The Knicks are heavily invested in in a guard that they're likely going to have to give up a first-round pick for tampering on. I think if you look, the Boston Celtics certainly are, are in on Tatum and, and Brown. Um, I think there's also no doubt that their grouping of guards, Marcus Smart's another guy that the Celtics didn't want to give up. Look at Atlanta. I look at Atlanta. I look at the the top teams in the in the the East are are going to win and lose with their guard play. I look at the West. I think the West is very different. I think I'm very interested. If I look at Golden State, I'm very interested to see exactly what happens with with Kaminga and Wiseman. I mean, I, I don't know. Everybody looks great in the summer. I get that. Jonathan Kaminga's range on his jump shot that we're seeing, dude, if he's hitting any of that in the NBA, he's going to be a monster because mm -hmm. he is elite athletically getting to the rack. Forget it. I don't know whatever happens to Wiseman. I don't know. James Wiseman is an, is an interesting character because so many more people are talking about Kaminga. Yes. And you're not hearing about Wiseman. What happens with Draymond Green? Does Kaminga make Green expendable after this coming season? I don't know. Like, look at the choices they're going to have to make. Poole, yeah. Wiggins, Green, Wiseman, Kaminga. I mean, it, it's it's going to be very interesting. Are you keeping Clay Thompson? Like, you have all of these issues. Just to ask that question is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. Look at Phoenix. Yeah. How long is, is Chris Paul a viable max player in Phoenix? How long can you team Book and, and CP3 together? How long? I look at the Lakers. How long are you going to be? Because let's be realized about something with the Lakers. Too. Yeah. They're not built around LeBron James. Their success and failure right now is on Anthony Davis. That is, it, it's it's almost inarguable mm -hmm. that Anthony Davis is controlling the fate of that club. Because if the street clothes Davis, if he can't stay healthy, man, they're What's they're the dead point? in the water. What's the point? Right? Yeah. I, I and and the answer is I don't know. Yeah. I think that's why they're trying to add more more offensive weaponry. Yeah. And I, I I don't know. So I look across the West. I think the West is kind of a hodgepodge of who's going to stay healthy because I still think there's going to be a lot of trades in September. Mm -hmm. I think in the coming weeks, I think our trip to Hawaii, by the time we get back, I think this league could be a very different Western Conference. I want to thank me for having no days off. I think this league could be very different. Very, very doing different. Doing shows in Hawaii, by the way. Yeah, we are doing shows in Hawaii, and I'm excited about that. I am really excited, but I cannot wait, man. We leave Friday morning, and I, I, I'm getting the hell out. Delta man. Lounge, first class, uh, you know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, by the way, this uh, this trip we're giving away, a lot of people asking questions about like, hey, are we really giving away a trip? Yeah, we're giving away a trip for two to see BYU and Notre Dame. <laughs> like, this is what... Are we really great giving away a trip, brother? This is what's so amazing <laughs> to me. Hey, are, are you guys really giving away an Xbox? Yeah, we did. We gave away two of those and um, two PS5s. And You know. Are you guys really giving away a trip? Yeah. Wait know. till you see the next promotion we're doing. Bro, the next one is lit. Like, the next one is legit. It's going to be amazing. Um, but yes, we're giving away a trip for two to the Shamrock series. 
um, to see BYU and Notre Dame October 7th and 8th in Las Vegas. You get two nights at the Palms Resort Hotel and Casino. Uh, we're giving you two tickets to the game and a $250 gas card to get you there. Um, and it's all brought to you by our good friend, Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage. He's my mortgage guy. I'm telling you right now, what, no matter where you're listening to the show, if you have questions about your mortgage, refi, hey, can I do this? Hey, can I do that? I'm telling you to call Devery Davis today, 801-543-9666, 801-543-9666. Can you afford a down payment? Devery Davis with the Davis Lending Team powered by Academy Mortgage. All right, first time home buyers, listen up. This one's for you. There's a huge misconception on how much it takes to buy a house. Is it 20%, is it 10%, is it 15%? The answer will surprise you. There's four mortgages in the United States. Two of them require no down payment, two require very minimal down payment. Out of that down payment, um, there's lots of places to get it from. There's state funds, county funds, city funds, lots of ways to buy a house, no money down. When I was 18, I got out of high school, I actually bought a brand new house, no money down, Never regretted it if you have questions give me a shout glad to walk you through it have a great one devry davis at the davis lending team academy mortgage nmls number 278545 devry davis and academy mortgage are equal housing lenders i'm begging you especially if you're here in utah no matter where you are if you have questions now is the time to get into real estate Inventory's up, prices are down. You can get really good incentives Call to him, buy bro. homes. Call them. Call Devery Davis today. 801-543-9666. Devery Davis is an equal housing lender. Welcome to the Monty Show. The truth in sports talk radio here in Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> the biggest stories in sports this morning. Very clearly, this Donovan Mitchell, R.J. Barrett, Knicks situation. Um, if you're just waking up, maybe you went to bed early last night. Perhaps that happened. The Knicks have given R.J. Barrett a rookie extension, $120 million. Woo, he got paid. 22-year-old R.J. Barrett's now, after this coming season, he'll still be on his rookie deal. When this extension kicks in, R.J. Barrett's going to make around $30 million a year. I'm for real. If he meets his bonuses, which include all-star game appearances and all-NBA teams, he could make fully $120 million. And the biggest question... Real. He is for real. The biggest question this morning is, does this R.J. Barrett extension with the New York Knicks preclude a trade between the Jazz and the Knicks for Donovan Mitchell? My sources around the NBA tell me absolutely it does not mean that the Jazz and Knicks will not continue talking. And I've, I've, I've seen all the questions about, hey, have they cut off communication? They absolutely have not. The Jazz and the Knicks have not gone. I asked this question last night, too, because I wanted clarity on this. There has never been a time, I am told, that the Jazz and the Knicks have talked, you know, on a weekly basis. They've never not talked weekly, regularly. Even, you know, even over the 4th of July, they were talking about deals. Even in through July, all the way through August, they have talked on a pretty regular basis. Most weeks, I'm told, the Jazz and the Knicks have talked multiple times. They came to a point in this arc of trying to make a Donovan Mitchell deal where they both agreed, hey, we got to find a third team to make this happen. That third team turned out to be the Lakers. And yesterday afternoon, if you follow me on Twitter, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show, yesterday afternoon, uh, I had a tweet for you where you know they we were told that the Jazz, the Knicks, and the Lakers had a trade set up where they had four unprotected picks available to Danny Ainge and the Jazz, but it was a simple matter of what talent is Leon Rose 
willing to give up to make a Donovan Mitchell deal? And what talent is Danny Ainge and the Jazz willing to accept before they would send out uh, Donovan Mitchell? And I can tell you right now, Quentin Grimes remains at the center um, of that question. And the Knicks simply are not willing to trade Quentin Grimes to get Donovan Mitchell. Um, and I still maintain that that's the exact right thing to do if you're the Knicks. I, I just think now, though, you've spent $120 million on R.J. Barrett. Yep. Jake, I think you have to you have to better this roster. You now have to set him up to to succeed because yeah. he's on your roster probably for the next two seasons. You've got to do everything you can do to get a 22-year-old R.J. Barrett from 20 points a game to 25, 26 points a game in the next season. Yeah, and don't forget the Jalen Brunson contract. I mean, you you spent a lot of money this offseason, and, and you know, it, obviously it goes without saying that it can't be for nothing. I mean, you have to you have to sort of take this next step uh, to relevancy um, from a winning perspective. I think it's great, you know, and, and I would think Knicks fans would agree with this, but, like, I think it's great to be signing these players and locking up R.J. Barrett, locking up Jalen Brunson, making sure that Mitchell Robinson is your center for the next, for, like, for the foreseeable future, like the next three to five years. You know, getting that core grouping in your starting five together um, and locked up, but but none of that matters if that starting five can't get past the Eastern Conference Finals. Not, none of that matters. And frankly, I, I would go as far as to say at this point, you're just trying to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, if you got to the Eastern Conference Finals in year one of the Jalen Brunson era, I think you'd be pretty happy with that. But then immediately the conversation obviously shifts to NBA Finals appearances. And yeah, I just think... That, that there is a ton of talent in the East that makes it difficult to get to the NBA Finals. And obviously, that's Giannis and, and that's the boys in Boston. I think those two teams every single year are the two teams that, you know, are expected to be conference champions or, uh, you know, NBA Finals champions. Like, that's what it's been. So if I'm Leon Rose and I'm the Knicks, it's not simply good enough just to extend you know, uh, RJ Barrett, you have to take that next step and get that bona fide star to finish off your starting five. All right. If you're watching the show right now, please do give us a thumbs up. It really helps the channel grow. Hit that like button. Um, I saw somebody asking about how the tips work. All you have to do is hit the tip at the bottom. Um, all of that money goes straight into building the infrastructure of the show. None of that money, frankly, unfortunately, at this point in our career. And by the way, there's so many comments that if we're not, if we missed yours, it's not because we're just skipping over it. Tipping really helps us get yes. to your comment because it highlights it. Even if that tip is a dollar, that's better than nothing. Yeah, if you if you, if you you give us a tip, obviously we move your comment to the top of the stack, but we just really appreciate the way you guys support this show. So if you're watching the show, please do give us a thumbs up. Eric and Raleigh says it's 0% for a VA loan. Yes, it is. Yeah. That is exactly correct. Called every day, Davis. Uh, Hayabusa says nobody can afford to put down a whole bunch of money uh, on a house. Yeah, that's right. That's why there's so many... Um, you know, no money down loans right now and programs to help people buy homes. Yes. Um, and almost no matter where you are, you know, you, you, the nine out of 10 people want to own a home. Well, what I always say is there's, it doesn't cost you anything to have a conversation with Devery. Like go and call the guy and say, Hey, I heard about you on the show. You know, I don't think really that I'm in a position to buy a house, but they said that you had a lot of great programs. So I just wanted to see what are the possibilities, you know? And then in a span of 10 minutes on a phone call, just like RJ Barrett getting signed, you could potentially sign, you know, and get, get going in a house uh, purchase process. So that's why I say, like, it's just a matter of calling 
Devery and saying, hey, this is my situation. What can you do for me? Or what yep. are my options? Juan Rivera says, uh, I have a mad respect for your show. You two break down trades from both sides. A-plus content. Thanks, Juan. Appreciate that very much. Glad to see you. Rafael, Juli, uh, Rafael Joe Rubio. Barrett is a 69% free throw shooter. Let's get that to 75 or 78. That's a 25-point game. It is. Yeah, it is. And it's those, that's the question about, I think about the Knicks right now is how much of that development's happening. Yeah. And, you know, R.J. Barrett is a, is a handling guy. Um, R.J. Barrett is a Chris Brickley guy. I mean, those are the little things that those guys preach. Yes. You have to take advantage of the small details in your game to, to excel. And I think R.J. Barrett's that guy. This is a big moment in time for R.J. Barrett. Bro, this is a big moment in time for a lot of like a lot of guys that are, uh, uh, you know, in and around this deal. I mean, again, like, yes, R.J. Barrett. Yes, Jalen Brunson. Yes, Mitchell Robinson. All huge years for those guys. Obviously, as we've said a million times on the show, it's a huge year for Donovan Mitchell. Yes. And, and I think this concept of like, hey, you know, you know, if the deal happens or doesn't happen, the, you know, depending on what happens, who has the biggest year? So as an example, if you don't do the deal and Don comes out and averages 30 a night by, as the commenter said, getting to the line more, making his free throws, becoming that more dominant offensive personality, how do you feel if you're Leon Rose? Do you then feel like, hey, maybe I should exactly. have included Grimes in it, you know? But if Donnie comes out and is the same guy he was and doesn't really improve, then maybe you feel differently. But that's kind of my point. Like, Jalen Brunson, hey, dude, you just signed this huge deal, might want to perform this year. You know, RJ might want to perform a little bit better this year. These guys are all on prove-it deals, and that's why I say if you're the Knicks, you have to take this one final step, whether it's Donovan Mitchell or whoever the guy well, is. you got to be brave. Though. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to do that. Amber, good morning to you. Uh, she says, I'll be here for the Daily Donnie Doppler yeah, you, you see what I mean? ASAP. Donnie Doppler, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Love you, Amber. Good to see you, my friend. Um, let's see. Who else? Natalie Case says, uh, Devery's my guy. Love him. Oh, that's nice, Natalie. Appreciate that. Uh, Chosen One says, Don to Charlotte. Did you guys see the fake uh, Shams trade on Sunday night that lit the world on fire? So many people. So many people. We're like, oh, God. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Otzi says, yes, I finally got up early enough to make the live chat. Yes. Osti, good to see you, my friend. Let's Nick, go. Knicks will be 2026 NBA champs. Where you been, 2026? Says, name a team that can trade for Spider without giving up their top three players. That would not make this trade. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is. this is not an easy trade to make. And I think, again, as we've talked all about this Donovan Mitchell stuff, I mean, it, that's why... As well as I think Leon Rose has done here, mm -hmm. I think Danny Ainge has done a really good job holding that bar high. Both of these guys, this tells you the level of operation that these two are, are working at. Seriously. Because either one of them could have easily caved. Most general managers, I think most executives would have caved on this. Yes. There's reasons to cave on both sides of it. Neither I'm one of them say did. This again. They're two professionals, man. And I think if you're a, you're a jazz fan, you should be incredibly excited about what Danny Ainge is doing because I think he's bringing a, a really different way of doing business. Danny Ainge is not the guy that would have paid Rudy, Rudy Gobert 23% of your salary cap. I would all do respect. You know, like he just isn't worth that. He just is not worth that. Uh, let's see. Chosen uh, spot just keeps saying Don to Charlotte. 
Well, I mean, you know, again, I, you know, put it out in the universe, speak it into existence, right? Maybe, maybe it happens. Maybe. Uh, M. Shepard, good morning to you. Ainge did not quote unquote outbid himself. Don is a beast and is only getting better. And I love that level of awareness of how special Donovan Mitchell is. Yeah. Because again, I, I, I just point to my childhood and Michael Jordan until I covered him professionally. I didn't appreciate Michael Jordan. I didn't watch every single Michael Jordan game that I could. Yeah. Once I started covering him, I never missed a home game. Well, and I think, you know, never. That, Danny uh, Danny Ainge is uniquely qualified to say, hey, this guy has the goods, that guy does not, you know, and, and sort of look at a guy in his game and understand who's got it and who doesn't, you know, and I think I, I Donovan's got it. I, I just think that's not in dispute. Kay Nuren, good morning to you, Kay. New York still needs Don to get better and make the jump. I don't disagree with that either. Uh, top junkie disagrees. I guarantee that we do not need DM as much as Danny's fleece, Danny fleece, Danny fleece mm -hmm. needs picks. Just the facts. Well, I don't think he needs picks. I think Danny wants picks. I mean, if, if this current roster with the Utah jazz goes to training camp, they'll score 110 points a night. Now they're probably going to give up 179 points a night because they can't defend you, Top Junkie. I started having second right? thoughts. I mean, they can't defend you, sir. Um, but I don't think Danny needs picks. Danny needs to trade Boyan Bogdanovich and, and Mike Conley. Yeah. That's what Danny needs to do. The question is, what is his appetite to trade all four of Don, Conley, Bogey, and Clarkson? Is he willing to do that? In, that, in multiple trades, in one trade, like... Is he willing to do that? Yeah. I wonder what his appetite to do that is. Because, by the way, anybody notice that Jordan Clarkson, granted, it's competition. Jordan Clarkson looks pretty good over an international right now. I'm for real. Right now. Homie looks Just like saying, he's... Putting the ball in the hole. Whew, you ain't kidding. Uh, T-Money! What's up, T? Good to see you. Uh, Leon just gave a lesson in negotiations to Ainge. See, I don't think either side won or lost here. I, I think if... It, it, and Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN. ESPN. Um, and I'll put up this other tweet by by Woj as well, um, where it says New York's Leon Rose set a Monday night deadline with Utah to reach out an agreement on a trade for Mitchell, or the Knicks would commit to Barrett extension. Knicks Jazz closed gap on deal points in recent days on a Mitchell trade, but neither would go further. Mm-hmm. So what are you really seeing in this tweet from Woj? What it when you're when you're looking at this tweet, what is it that 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 you're really getting out of Leon Rose here? Leon Rose said, if we're not going to do this deal today, I need to move on. I need to get the RJ Barrett deal done. Mm -hmm. Which tells you Leon Rose was communicating to RJ Barrett that there was a chance that he was going to be in that deal. Yeah. I've only I can only say so many times Danny Ainge and and Donovan Mitchell's camp Ryan Smith Danny Ainge and Ryan you know is important in this conversation Ryan Smith Danny Ainge and Donovan Mitchell have all been in contact it's they not a secret it. yeah it's not a secret what's going on yeah you can't let these things linger with a guy like RJ Barrett yeah if RJ Barrett is going to be a Nick he needs to be a Nick all the way without question. Well, and I think you have this minimum bar that you're trying to reach if you're the Knicks. I mean, you you have the Donovan Mitchell conversation ongoing. Who the hell knows when it's going to end? But the fact is, is you got to be selfish too and take care of you. Like you have to be able to say, yeah, we've got Jalen Mitchell uh, and RJ. 
We've got those three guys. Those are going to be our workhorses in the starting in the starting five, and then we'll build around that, and yes. we'll see what we can get done. I mean, exactly I, I, right. I don't think that you're again. I, I just I'm just going to keep saying it, not to be repetitive, but like you're not in a position to to take a chance on 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 players right now. If you're the Knicks, you you need to get a starting five solidified. That starting five has to be reliable. It has to be durable. And you have to have a clear alpha. And I think right now that alpha is Jalen Brunson. But I think we can all agree Jalen Brunson is not really an alpha by league terms. So that's why I think they want Donovan Mitchell. That's why they want they wanted Kevin Durant before that situation got resolved. And so my question for the Knicks simply is, if you don't get Donovan Mitchell, who else are you going to try and go and get? Because it's not like there's guys like Donning falling off of trees. That's, that's right. the problem. Well, and I also think... You just need to keep being pragmatic and calculated if you're Leon Rose. Because mm -hmm. everything he's done to date, look how much heat Leon took it on draft night. Dude, seriously. Like, yeah. And it's all worked out really well. Just keep being pragmatic. Dylan Rodriguez gives us a $2 tip. Appreciate Thank you, Dylan. you. He says, anything the Mavs have that you take for Clarkson? Well, I think, I think the Mavs are another team that would really like to be a third player. And I think that because I think the Mavs know that Tim Hardaway Jr. has has value, especially to the L.A. Lakers. I think the Lakers would really like to add Tim Hardaway Jr. I think they've made, not made that a secret. But, I mean, I was looking at the Mavs cap on Sunday night. Um, I was laying in bed not wearing many clothes. Really? And, um, really? You know, no, really? I just needed to fill the bridge until I could type Mavs salary cap. Come on, man. Salary cap app. Um and the Mavs, if you look at the Mavs, I think the biggest contract problem you have is Davis Bertans. Yeah. Because Davis is making $16 million. But I think the other guy that's making a lot of money now that there are questions about is Dorian Finney-Smith. You know. I mean, Dorian's making uh, $12.4 million, which in NBA circles isn't a whole lot of money. But it's enough money where you're wondering, you know, are, am I getting value for that? Having said that, I don't know that the the Jazz have interest in that. Not certainly enough. The problem is, the I think the Mavericks already have Jordan Clarkson on their roster and a guy like Reggie Bullock. Mm -hmm. You already have Jordan Clarkson on your roster and a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith. And I don't think that Jordan has the... What's the right way to say this? The filter... For good shot, bad shot? Yeah, his shot selection is terrible. I and mean, he'll take whatever he wants. I love the guy. I love Jordan because he has no memory, none whatsoever. He has no conscience. But at times, that comes back to bite you in the ass a little bit. Yeah. And in Dallas right now, I would think that your mindset is that of winning the Western Conference this year. Wow. I, I, honest to goodness, uh, I think that's where your mind is at. I don't know that you can do that paying Davis Berton $16 million. And I don't know that you can do that without Jalen Brunson. I don't know that you can do that by losing that type of talent. I mean, you 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 are in a position where it's Luka and everybody else now, and that, to me, is a mid-table playoff team. That, to me, is not a, a, a Western Conference Finals team. That's just my opinion. I mean, I think, obviously, you're right. Like, hey, mentally, you're probably telling yourself, yeah, I want to try to win the Western Conference this year as any other year, but I just don't think that... The Mavericks are are talented enough right now. I mean, you look at again the top. The difference between the East and the West is that the West is incredibly deep. I mean, you you look at the top of the I would West, agree with and, that. and, and yeah. you have you got, dude, you've got like five you've six got, teams in the West. You have Minnesota. Yeah, you know, you know Minnesota in the West and and stuff. You know, but the point is, is that it's just five six teams deep, and I don't think that you can be, you know, again. 
all due respect, as the saying goes, the Utah Jazz found out that you can't be mediocre and think that you're going to make a run at the Western Conference, which is exactly what happened last year. So I just don't think that the, the Dallas Mavericks have, A, anything that Utah Jazz would be interested in, and B, I don't think the Dallas Mavericks are some serious threat to win the conference. They're just not talented enough right but now. But I also think they're going to be one of the teams that are in commerce in September. That might be true. I think true. they're going to be busy. I if, think yeah. you look at the Western Conference in September. Yeah. How many top teams in the in the West are going to be busy? Well, I think certainly the Lakers are. By the way, this probably is way off the reservation. Did you guys see what John Wall said yesterday? Yeah. That's not great. Dude, so I think one of the things that's so fascinating about the NBA is that you get a guy like John Wall, Russell Westbrook, Brick. <laughs> you get a guy like Russell Westbrook, John Wall, bomb. dynamic personalities, right. but they're really struggling. Yeah. Injuries, performance. Hey, we're going to send you home. Hey, we're not going to play you. Hey, you're going to be in a suit. Hey, your mom gets cancer. Mm-hmm. Hey, you hold her hand while she takes her last breath. Hey, you tore your Achilles. Hey, you hurt your knee. John Wall said yesterday, he told Clutch Points that he was contemplating suicide because he had lost so much in basketball and so much in his personal life with tragedy that he seriously contemplated suicide. A, I think it's incredibly brave for a guy like John Wall to come out and say that. B, I think it tells you how little money matters to these guys when you make the kind of money they make. And C, you have to remember, and this is why we have a policy on this show. We don't sit here and like, okay, well, you know, I think they're going to trade Donnie for a bag of, of, of balls. You're or, casual. And maybe some Gatorade towels. <clears throat> That's not what we do on this show. We don't guess at where guys are going. We very rarely, if ever, will say, well, Donovan Mitchell and... Or, hey, they're going to do, like, we just don't guess about guys' career moves. Because this is their entire life. And we forget that they're human beings. We're talking about R.J. Barrett, a human being. Donovan Mitchell, a human being. Mm -hmm. You're talking about John Wall. You should go back and listen to that interview. The interview that Clutch Points did with him was spectacular. Yeah. And I, the, the courage that it takes for a man... And I don't care if you're a construction worker, a lawyer, a pimp, a basketball player. It doesn't matter to me. The courage it takes for a man to step up and say, hey, I'm really struggling with my mental health. Do you know how hard that is? Thanks. Let alone for that to be somebody that's a multi-multi-millionaire. A professional athlete who's viewed as somebody that should, you know, shut up and dribble and you make money, go be happy. Like, yeah, the courage it takes to do that. I was really happy for John Wall. I actually felt happy for him that he was able to talk about, hey, I contemplated suicide. Yeah. I, I The strength, the courage. Can you imagine the release that that must be? Now, uh, frankly, I'll be, I'll be really honest with you. I am very fortunate. I do not battle mental health. I have many people in my life who battle mental health. Um, I, I, I know people. I have been around people who have committed suicide. Like, I've, I've been involved in that. I personally have never had to deal with that in my life. The release that it is to talk about it, it the freedom that comes with that. I was just so happy for John Wall yesterday. So I don't mean to espouse or go too far into this, but 
Good for you, John Wall. I was really, really happy uh, for you. Uh, Rafael Joel Rubio gives us a $2 tip and says, hey, just followed you on Twitter. Great content, guys. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, bro. Thank you very much. Really do. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kay Nuren. Um, yes, Don's a star already. He could become the next Kobe or Michael, so pay price to New York. I don't know about so Kobe pay the or price, Michael. New York. I don't know about Kobe or Michael, but I think that he can be, you know, championship. There sure. will never be another Kobe or Michael or LeBron. Yeah. There there's just there's never gonna be another Don. We that drives me crazy. I can't hey, Kay, I love having you here, and I think you're one of our best listeners, frankly. But I hate the idea that we can compare, like, look at BYU. Wow, who's the next Heisman? Who's the next Ty Detmer? Can Jaron Hall be Zach Wilson? Like, we just need to let them percolate. Enjoy who, you know, enjoy who Michael Percolate. Percolate. T-Money says, Ainge thought he would be able to fleece Leon. Barrett was never available. I agree. Yes, but I don't. And I, I don't think that Danny valued RJ I don't think, I think it's a stretch to say Danny thought he could fleece somebody. I think Danny is committed to his structure and his plan, you know? And if that comes off as people thinking he's trying to fleece somebody, great. But I don't think that Danny Ainge is like, yeah, I'm trying to fleece Leon Rose and the Knicks suck. I don't. Think I'm going to take that. advantage of it. Yeah, that. like I just don't think that that's what it is. You're going down, Leon. Yes, the, yes, yes. The petals are falling off the rose. No, okay, I'll stop. Uh, let's see. Uh, Blood of DePanta. What the fuck are you? Hey, this is my guy, Blood of DePanta. How are you guys? Like, let me bring in my bro here. You know what it is? Okay, so you don't have the money. You you can't afford to pay me back, like the money I let, I let you. Let me show you my... This is my friend, Blood of DePanta. Who the f*** is that guy? Go ahead and make a payment arrangement with him. That's mm. what that, like... Mm. That, it, that's what it feels that, like. That's like some John Wick stuff. No, that's like some Sopranos stuff. So, okay. Sopranos? Right, Sopranos. Okay. okay. Ainge has gotten a number of fair deals and will lose assets off those deals from here. This is a masterclass by Leon Rose. Maybe. Okay. I just wouldn't get too... Don't go too far with it. Leon's done an incredible job so far. Team Money, we build with a deep, solid team we have. Someone will want to come to New York. I agree That's with right, you. That's right, T. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> See? See? He gets it. Oh, my Jazz, God. Uh, Rudy Sanchez, Jazz just need to move on uh, to this season and find some pieces to put around Mitchell. I would agree. Uh, Jesse P, Brunson should uh, Brunson really shine because Luka got so much attention. Yeah. Well, here's the question. When Luka was out, who carried the team? Jalen Brunson. Who, when Luka came back, suffered? Jalen Brunson. Mm -hmm. So is it that Luka, Luka allowed Brunson to shine? Or did Luka push down because Luka never passes? He's a black hole. Ball goes in, never comes out. My, my, my feeling is more to the point that Luka Doncic, I think, held Jalen Brunson back. I think Jalen Brunson, he has the potential, and that's a dirty, nasty word, potential. <laughs> potential. He's got the potential. Yeah. To be the best point guard in the NBA. I think he can score with anybody. I think he is a different kind of scorer than a Steph Curry. Yeah. He uses air yeah. to back you that down. Booty. Plays in the mid-range, loves playing in the paint, can bang, is durable. Yeah. You know, takes Royce O'Neal cheap shots in the back. Like, yeah. I think Jalen Brunson's that dirty dog, right? I think there's a lot of value in that. And if he's giving you 20 to 25 points, 
You need him to dime out, though. Like, you need him to make R.J. Barrett a better player. Um, my question is, who do they who do they go and get? Because you can't tell me, if they don't trade for Donovan Mitchell, you can't tell me that that Leon Rose is just going to bring this team to camp. Yeah. No I way. think I, I don't think that's the case. No way. I don't think that's the case. BB, good morning. You may never have missed a Bulls home game, but the refs missed a bunch of Jordan push offs. Just call it. See, I, I don't. Did you see a push off? Because because I, I don't think there was a whistle blown. Let me go back and check the record. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I I don't think here. That there let me was pull a... up the calls in that game where Michael Jordan hit the game winner. You know, one of the greatest shots of all time. Right. Um. Ever forever, like in the history of the NBA. Like right. Michael Jordan. It was a push-off. So the next time you drive by a cop and it's speeding and he doesn't give you a ticket or pull you over, are you just going to turn around, circle back, and say, uh, hey, Officer Jimmy, uh, good to see you, sir. Thanks for your service. I was just doing 59 and a 35. Could you write me a ticket? Are we clear on that? It's only a ticket if, you know, it's only speeding if they write you a ticket. Is this the dagger? If it's a strike, if it's in the zone, they can only call it a strike if he raises his arm. Right, like I mean, you know what I'm getting at. It's only a foul if he blows a whistle. Did he blow the whistle? I didn't hear one. Well, Here's when a conversation gets difficult. He didn't blow the whistle. Oh well, the crowd was really loud. The Mormons were crazy that night. Well, that could be. Didn't make the call. And last I checked, the ball still went in the hole. That's why I have a flu game license plate. All due respect. Suck it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Totally kidding. BB, love you. Uh, let's see. San Diego State Aztecs 21 says naked on black sheets. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right, T. <laughs> silk. <laughs> I only I only lay on the finest silk from dead moths of Istanbul. <laughs> <laughs> My skin is soft and supple. Right. I deserve the best. Right. Think that's HIPAA? I actually use like three thread cotton sheets from uh, Price Club. You know, I'm sorry if you're offended by that price club. Where's that from? Wolf of Wall Street price club. Yeah. Yeah. That's who you're going home with. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Uh, This has gotten awkward. Asgill says, oh, a master class by Leon Rose. LOL. Congrats for setting an ultimatum and sticking to it. Must be surprising to see that as a Knicks fan. Well, that's this one slide. Okay. I don't disagree. Caleb says, Dorian is an excellent role player. He is. He is. He, he's not a guy that you can lean on, though. Uh, let's see. M. Shepard, all the pressure is on Don to be the hype. Well, now, I mean, all the pressure, no. All the pressure is on Quentin Grimes. Because why did you not trade him? Why? why, why yeah. Why did you not trade him? <clears throat> he's amazing. Well, he, he, he better be. Or Nick fans are going to hang you. Uh, Mari Morris says, is Jordan Clarkson staying in Utah? Same with Spida. I I don't know. I think if Danny could, I think if Danny Ainge could trade Jordan Clarkson, Boyan Bogdanovich, and, and Mike Conley, I think he would do it. Yeah, I mean, everyone's available. I mean, let's, let's not beat around the bush here. Everyone's available. It's just a matter of what the deal looks like and why Danny Ainge would do that, that particular deal, whichever player you're talking about, you know? So I, I, I think that he would like to keep Jordan Clarkson. I mean, I, I think Jordan has been a great jazz man. I think he's represented the organization really well. Frankly, he was the one that, you know, took a hit for the team and put the ugly highlighter yellow uniforms on first in the hype <laughs> video. So, I mean, you know, the guy's got some cred in the locker room for that. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I think that everyone's available. And I think that's the hard part right now when you're when we ask the question of, 
is JC going to be here? Is Don going to be here? Well, I, yeah. it's hard to say. That's the honest answer. Uh, talking NBA hoops, Jazz Knicks right now on Monty in the morning. TC says Jazz should tank for the French kid. Victor Wambinyama is your mama. Um, nah, you know, no, nah, I'm not interested, bro. He's seven three and 104 pounds. Like, I, I, I we've seen that movie before, dude. Those guys don't generally yeah, ask pan Chad out. Holmgren what that's like. Those guys don't pan out, and I'm not yeah, building my team around a seven three kid. I'm not. And I know he's not your traditional center, and he's next Kevin Durant. His arms are as long as the Florida Peninsula. You think you know it all. I don't care. Like, I'm not building my team around a guy that's... I, honestly, I think he is under 200. He's 7'3", and he's under 200 pounds. This is a code 10 aboard. Guy, my left thigh is 200 pounds. Like, uh, what are you Fat. talking about? Feed that kid some fettuccine. Yeah. Maybe a little chicken in there. Yeah, clog his arteries. Uh, let's see. <laughs> That's how you gain weight. Fettuccine is never. Fat. Eat some pasta, fat ass. Yeah, some penne. Yeah, some gabagool. Some rigatoni. Uh, you know, like yeah, some salami. Come on, let's stuff. go. All right. Uh, Mari Morris. Right, <laughs> Jordan Clarkson is a great player. He is. He is a very good player. M. Shepard says, let's sit back and watch what Don will do. He's on deck. He is. I think if Donovan Mitchell, and I still, I think it's 65-35, Donovan Mitchell goes to camp with the with the Jazz on the Donnie, Don, please. The Donnie Doppler radar. Yes. Uh, I think it is 65-35 he goes to camp. Uh, Tony Peake says, Utah media is crazy. No, they're not. There is no Utah media. Yeah, that doesn't what really Utah exist, media? bro. Like, there is so little media there there's no and this is part of the problem with the jazz this is like byu and i think this is a really interesting discussion frankly yeah look at what happened at byu on friday yeah right and people if you if you don't know a a duke volleyball player a freshman who is a, a young black woman comes to provo to play volleyball with duke she gets racially abused and the media covers the story on Friday, a little bit on Saturday. Okay. The national media, Tom Homo's on CNN and CNBC yesterday. Like, national media is all in. Yeah. Local media, yesterday is a week one press conference, getting ready for South Florida BYU football. Here's head coach Kalani Satake on BYU radio. Yeah. All right, Kalani, how's the quarterback? Hey, um, hey, did you guys dunk the footballs in water to get ready for rain? Hey, you know it's going to be humid there. Hey, what are you guys going to eat? Hey, by the way, do you tie your shoes over or under? Hey, I'm just curious. Are you guys going to, you know, are you guys going to wear jock straps or are you just going to push the cup into your compression shorts? Like all the questions you would normally ask of a football coach getting ready for week one. Right, right? yeah. Yeah, next question. Never mind that Kalani is, you know, a, a Polynesian. He's a, you know, he's a, uh, brown skin man like he understands like there are racial issues like you would ask this guy that right there was one question asked mm -hmm. at the end of the press the last, the last question. question and it was like hey there was a racial issue and you guys are playing a game this weekend uh you know how do you make um, sure the culture in the locker room is is you know basically intact uh, how do you handle this internally did you guys fill the gas the bus up with gas you know like and by the way how's the culture on that racial issue you know issue, what they should have asked him is there jet fuel in the plane to fly down to florida bro you know what they should have asked him what hey kalani obviously you know what happened friday you know 
over there in in volleyball. You heard what happened with the Duke volleyball player. How do you feel about that? What is what goes through your mind when you hear that? Like, you know what they should have asked him? Hey, Kalani, um, I'm sure you're aware of what happened with uh, you know BYU fans racially abusing a a, uh, a young black woman that was here to play volleyball for Duke. What are your thoughts on that? Mm. Hey, by the way, I have a follow up question too as well. Um, can you talk about your experience with race and and you know being Polynesian? Um, you know. What is, what's been your experience with race here at BYU? Yeah, please respect my privacy. Next hey, uh, one other question, real quick follow-up. Hey, did you got, did you address this issue with your, your football team? Obviously, you have a lot of um, black players on your team. Um, you have a lot of non-LDS, non-members, um, you know, that are dark-skinned and different ethnicities on your football team. Hey, did you guys have a conversation about, you know, the incident? Yeah, next question. Instead, we get jet fuel for the plane flight. Like, we get stupid, scared to ask the question, so let me ramble and ask about other things not really about this question. Yeah. Did anybody ask Jaron Hall about it? Nope. Did anybody ask any of the other players about it? Nope. They didn't. And it, it just, it's so frustrating to me that there is zero media accountability. And what we talked about, and the, the truth of the matter is, and the reason that on this show we are wholly independent, we work for nobody. We, we do not work for the jazz. We are not owned by the church. Nothing, mm-hmm. right? We are not in, in, we are not LDS. None of that. Facts. Who owns, who, the what is the major sports property broadcast wise in Utah? It's KSL. Yeah. And the KSL sports zone. Who owns that? Bonneville, which is owned by the Latter-day Saints. The, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints mm-hmm. owns Bonneville. Right. Right. Who has the rights to BYU football? KSL does. Who has the rights to Utah Jazz basketball? KSL does. God bless. Okay, so when you turn on the zone yesterday here in Utah, did you hear a single word? On a Monday morning, did you hear a single word? On a Monday midday show? On a Monday afternoon drive show? Did you hear a single word about what happened with Duke volleyball and that player being racially abused in Provo, on the campus at BYU. Did you hear a single word about it? Not a single word uttered about it. Mm-hmm. Well, because they're owned by the church. So they're not going to talk about that, right? So Danny Ainge, let's just assume Danny got fleeced. Oh, he got his ass handed to him by Leon Rose. Anybody going to ask him about that? Let's say Donovan Mitchell comes back to camp. Mm-hmm. Media day happens. Anybody asking Hey, Danny, what happened with that trade? Hey, were you really close? How close were you? Was there was there any time where you felt like this deal was going to happen? Donovan, have you ever demanded a trade? Donovan, you know, it, how much does, you know, because one of the major questions for Donovan Mitchell is, how much does race play a role in your desire or lack of desire to be a Utah Jazz man? Mm-hmm. Do you still want to play for the Jazz? Were you hoping to be traded to the Knicks? Hey, Donovan, was it upsetting to spend your summer in the news cycle? Will you hear any of that? And my guess is you won't. And why is that? Because the Utah Jazz own the media in this town. So my guess is you won't. And so does BYU. And so does Utah football. My guess is you won't. Mm. And that's just like, Mm. look at this Aaron Rodgers situation. Have you guys, I don't know if you guys have heard this Aaron Rodgers clip. Aaron Rodgers went back on the Joe Rogan show. And Aaron Rodgers, so let's get this really clear. Aaron Rodgers owns Green Bay. Mm -hmm. Nobody is going to ask him. And and we talked about this 
And people got really upset when we said, well, nobody asks questions, nobody follows up. Like the biggest bone of contention with most media members is they refuse to ask follow-up questions because they don't listen to what the, the answer is, right? right? That's my single biggest complaint with the media. And people are like, oh, you're just arrogant and you think you know it all. I Well, maybe I do know it all and I am good looking. I admit that. <laughs> I am really attractive. But the point is I ask follow-up questions. Right. Listen to what Aaron Rodgers told Joe Rogan about his, yeah, I'm immunized thing with the media last year. I'd been ready the entire time for this question and had thought about how I wanted to answer it. And I had come to the conclusion, I'm going to say, I've been immunized. And if there's a follow-up, then talk about my process. But thought there's a possibility that I say I'm immunized. Maybe they understand what that means. Maybe they don't. Maybe they follow up. They didn't follow up. So then I go the season, them thinking, some of them, that I was vaccinated. Right? Because they follow, the only follow-up they asked was basically asking me to rip on my teammates. Like, what do you say to your teammates who aren't vaccinated? Like, what kind of example do you feel like you're setting, you know, to your teammates who aren't vaccinated? I said, hey, it's everybody's own decision with their body, and we're super healthy individuals. We take care of ourselves. We understand what goes in our bodies, and I don't have any judgment on any decision that a guy makes with their own body. So Aaron Rodgers just straight up told you right there, well, nobody had that stupid media. They didn't ask a follow-up question. Yeah, what? I've been immunized. Do they know what immunized means? Yeah, what? I've been immunized. Fucking idiots. Like, what? That's what Aaron Rodgers just said right there. Yeah. The media, if they ask a follow-up question, I'm just going to talk about my process. Yeah, I've been immunized. <laughs> the only follow-up question those morons asked was about asking me to rip my teammates. Do you, do you think anybody in the Green Bay media knows what immunized means? Yeah, I've been immunized. I have to think they do. Now, did they before he said that? I have to think they do. Before he said that, Aaron Rodgers is well known as someone who's not about the, the vax life, not about not about putting things into his body he's not comfortable with. He's, he's one of those individuals. So, but the question is, so the question is, should they have asked a follow-up? Does anybody think that Leon Rose is going to get questioned by the New York media about this? Yeah, I've been immunized. Leon Rose is going to get asked questions about Donovan Mitchell as soon as he makes himself available. Yep. He's going to get asked questions about this. Yep. Do you think R.J. Barrett's going to get asked questions about this? Dollars to donuts. Who wants to bet that the New York media asks Quentin Grimes, hey, you know, um, rumor says and news says that, you know, Leon and the Knicks didn't want to trade you. They value you very highly. Do you feel any pressure to perform? Yeah, I've been immunized. My guess that question is going to get asked. Yep. I have no idea if anybody's going to ask important questions of Donovan Mitchell. I mean, the Jazz own the newspaper, so the beat writers aren't going to ask about it. <laughs> right? Like the 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 Des News, I love Sarah Todd. She's a feature writer. She's not somebody that breaks news. Right? Like I just, I look at, I'm I all my eggs are in the Tony Jones basket. Tony Jones at The Athletic. That's Best. the guy that I count on. Yeah. Because he isn't owned by the church, and he's not owned by the Jazz, and he's not owned by BYU. Or... Well, and it makes it so that it makes it so that Ryan Smith doesn't have to come out and make comments. It makes it so that you know yeah. we get sweetheart interviews at the beginning of the offseason with Danny Ainge, and then inevitably with Will Hardy at the practice facility, <laughs> and that's basically it. Austi says that Danny Ainge has been working the NBA like a twenty-three-year-old Brazilian on OnlyFans. That's quote working her way through college. 
So he it is, allegedly said what he said. It, bro, is, is that a uh, bro? What is, is that a compliment or no? He said Danny Ainge has been working the NBA like a 23 year old Brazilian OnlyFans girl. Note that note on the graphic OnlyFans is one word. So my my man, you're my probably, man's a paid professional a subscriber. Yeah, he's a subscriber to OnlyFans. Let's we go. Get it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought porn was free in this country. No, he's straight pile driving. <laughs> Why are you subscribing to OnlyFans? Anyway, uh, oh, uh, Danny Ainge has been working the NBA like a 23-year-old Brazilian OnlyFans girl that's quote-unquote working in, not working, working her way through college. Uh, I've always uh, stood on my innocence. And, of course, uh, Ken Williams likes to point out that uh, I thought, Jake, Minnesota was in the East. Well, you know... One time he said that. Like, Don't you illuminate me. <laughs> every day. Uh, Adele Chapman says, your trade value is, is as high as the trade market allows, not what one thinks the player is worth. Correct. Will Gobert not more than Spider? Oh, yeah, because nobody, nobody's ever making that trade again. Yeah. You want to talk about pressure. You want to talk about fleecing. Bro, what if Minnesota doesn't win the Western Conference? Um... What if Minnesota doesn't win an NBA title and you're paying Carl Anthony Towns? Do you think they'll ask Rudy or Carl Anthony Towns? And Rudy Gobert, a hundred million. Do you think anybody's going to ask about Yosef Nurkic kicking the crap out of Rudy Gobert the other night? Yeah, I've been immunized. <laughs> you're paying Carl Anthony Towns. Hey, Rudy, uh, bro. I think next next year or two years, the combined salaries of Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert are a hundred million dollars for two centers. Um, You're paying centers a hundred million dollars. Good luck, bro, dude. Maybe you should be in the East because yeah, you ain't winning dude, the West with I, that. I, I don't know what that pathway no looks like, man. Uh, Askill says, "Man, John Wall has had a wild career. Not to mention his off-court stuff. Mom, grandma, COVID injuries. Yeah, no kidding, dude." Caleb says, uh, "Respect John Wall. No matter how much money you have, you can't fix your body and save your loved ones. No, you can't. Yeah, money does not buy you happiness. It does buy you OnlyFans, but it doesn't buy you, which could, for a minute, probably in your case, like twenty-eight seconds, That's buy you some, some happiness. Yeah. Let's move on. Y'all want to play? Uh, you know, you know." Uh, let's see, <laughs> bro, Mark, Bur I don't know where this show went. Mark Barrington says if the Lakers are, were involved in a three-way Don trade, why would Lakers have interest from the jazz apart from Don? Well, for a couple of reasons, one, they want to offload Russell Westbrook's contract. They need to, bro. Two, they need a point guard. Yeah. And three, they need Boyan Bogdanovich to shoot threes out of the corner because if it is in fact true that Anthony Davis is not going to be a corner three guy anymore. He's going to be their true five. They're going to have to figure it out because right now, I mean, who's your starting point guard in L.A.? You don't have one. I don't think you have one. Well, and remember the formula they used to win their championship in the bubble, which I know a lot of people discount, but I don't. Still championship. Still goes down as a championship. Cantavius Caldwell Pope damn near shot you to that championship. So you haven't had that corner three sniper uh, for a couple of seasons. Another guy that was vastly underappreciated. Yeah, but my point is, with that, you so adding, you know, Boyan Bogdanovich in the corner, somebody who has proven to be a knockdown shooter and putting Anthony Davis back in the middle, I just think is a recipe for success. Allow Anthony Davis to, to use his athleticism and quickness uh, to beat fives and then 
only ask Boyan Bogdanovich to do what Boyan Bogdanovich does, which is shoot the basketball <laughs> at a high rate. TC, you're not very nice. Uh-oh. He says that VW will come to the U.S. and gain weight fast. They'll just put him on the Zion Williamson diet. <laughs> <laughs> First team all fat ass. Let's fat. go. Let's fat. go. Zion wow. Williamson, baby. Let's go. I need him on that James Harden diet. That's Ano what I need him on. Another guy on a prove it year. Yes, dude. Ryan Williamson. Yes, and, and what is he? He's in great shape. Caleb says clog his arteries. LOL. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, a couple more on this. Uh, Top Junkie says Lakers are going to sign Dennis Schroeder. Why? Why? Why Dennis Schroeder? I I truly don't understand it. Uh, Jesse P says a clown is a person asking about someone's personal health decisions. The clown is a person. Who's asking about somebody's personal? That's an Aaron Rodgers reference. Okay. Well, what do you... No, man. Yeah, just move on from that. You, you know. You know. Uh, the Nick of Time Show said, y'all told us Knicks fans uh, all month Jazz weren't rebuilding. Then Woj writes, Jazz are rebuilding in his article. Well, I mean, we can... You can say they're rebuilding. You can write they're rebuilding. And it, Woj is the god. I mean... He's the Don. He's Tony Soprano of the ESPN stuff. Yeah. Tony. Okay, if he says they're rebuilding, but let's say they're rebuilding when they are actually rebuilding because they haven't done a thing that says they're rebuilding. Yeah. If you trade Donovan Mitchell for it, an absolute haul of picks, you're rebuilding. But they haven't done that yet. Yeah. And he's Danny Ainge has held the bar incredibly high. Could they go into a rebuilding mode? Yes. Right now, they're retooling because Boyan and and Clarkson and Mike and Don. Mike? The Donnie Doppler is still active here in the great state of Utah. Yeah. You know, like, you haven't rebuilt yet. So, as soon as you trade Donovan Mitchell, yes, I would agree. They're rebuilding. I think Danny Ainge has flexibility. I think Danny Ainge has 100% autonomy to do whatever the hell he wants. By the way, if you trade Donovan Mitchell, you really think they're going to go into tank mode and try to get the first overall pick? No, they're not. That's not Danny Ainge. What they're going to do instead is, yeah, they're not going to be a good team, but he's going to trade all that asset to get players uh, back that so he can wait, then go and, and chase. And this is, I think, the, the main point. You are only rebuilding if you actually go and do the deals to rebuild. And they've had chances and they have passed. So... I don't know. And I, I guess the question I would ask you is if if you look at Donovan Mitchell's deal, mm -hmm. he is well paid. He's $30 million a year. If you had to guess, what do you think his absolute upside is? Like numbers, comparisons, where do you think he goes at the, at the top of I, his game? I mean, I think that he is, he's somebody that can be Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Like he can get to that level i think that donovan mitchell is somebody who who just has simply a lot of proving to do um you know when you're 30 million dollars a year and you're not winning that's a problem furthermore i would say that the fact that he hasn't won um is affecting the next deal so where where can he go what's the ceiling he can get to i i think his ceiling is the top of the league and and i also think a part of that conversation is a lot of guys are going to start aging out of the league Steph Curry doesn't have a decade left, in my opinion. I mean, he could physically play for a decade, but at this level, he's probably got two, three seasons left at this level of his game. LeBron, you know, four years maybe. I mean, five years. I know he wants to play with Bronny, but, like, if you consider all these guys at the top of the league, they are aging out, man. So when I look at Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, 
You know, I, I look at all these guys that are Donovan Mitchell's age. They have to step up now. It's time. So, yeah, I do yeah. think Donovan can get to the top of the league. But I don't know that – I don't know which path is better for him, frankly, because I could make a strong case that staying in Utah and being the absolute face of the franchise will allow you to put up numbers and put up big-time numbers. Oh, I, I think it's easy to make the case that the best-case scenario for both the Jazz and for Don is to stay in Utah. Because I think Don has to prove himself. I think he's, he, with what happened in the playoffs the last three seasons, their inability to win in the bubble, their inability to hit a big shot, the fact that he was not given the ball to, in two of their biggest shots in franchise history, that it went to Boyan and Mike Conley, I think Don's got a lot to prove. Can Donovan Mitchell play 82 games a year? Can Donovan Mitchell play 100 games a year? Because that's what it's going to take to win a championship. Don's never proven that he can do that. Yep. He has never proven that as the guy with a team built around him, he can be your, your alpha. Donnie, please. Is he that guy? I don't know. I think that's a huge question. That's what he's got is, to answer. Is Donovan Mitchell a guy that you can absolutely, without question, build a franchise around? No. Not right now, he's not. So nope. we'll see. Uh, let's see. Smooth B says... He didn't even speak when they signed Jalen Brunson. He does not speak to the media. Are you talking about Leon? I think Leon was forced to speak to the media. What was that, a month ago or so? I think he will. Guys like Leon Rose, especially in a city like New York, know that they only speak when they need to or when they're forced to. And I, I, wouldn't, I would speak with the media as little as possible. And the funny thing is, Danny Ainge almost never meets with the media. Leon Rose almost never meets with the media. The Utah Jazz have been eerily quiet. Mm -hmm. They've had major stories and not said a word about it. And again, because there's no accountability. But what happened in New York? The media went to the league, and all of a sudden, Leon Rose made a statement. So the media is willing to, you know, the media is willing to make some noise in New York to make sure they get what they need. I don't know if the media, I don't think the media here is willing to do that. T-Money says, Timberwolves got fleeced. They ain't winning nothing. Cat will want to come to New York. I don't, I'm not sure how to break this to you, but not every player wants to be a Nick. Um, the Knicks, the Nick of Time show says, I was getting flamed by Utah fans for believing my own eyes. What well, depends on what you believed. But I, but I think it also, like, who cares about, getting, you know, flamed by Utah Jazz fans or or getting hated on on like who cares, bro? Like at the end of the day, we've been, you know, again, not to be arrogant, but we've been right for a long time. Our track record's well established, and there's a new hater every day. They come out of the woodwork, man. It just it's just that's what the sports world does, but I think that that you know, you just have to stay consistent. You have to not report things or talk about things that are outlandish. And so that's what we do on the show. We we are having an honest-to-goodness, down-earth conversation about where this situation is at. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I have some crystal ball or know everything, but what I'm telling you is that they never prioritized R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett was never someone that Danny Ainge wanted, and we've been saying that for like eight weeks now. That, that, that's just been a well-known fact, and Nick fans, you can say what you want. And it's no disrespect to R.J. I, I'm just telling you Danny didn't value R.J. Barrett. So... I don't think that this news that came out, you know, I guess what that been yesterday, midday, that they signed him to a rookie extension max or whatever, and, you know, they got that deal done. I wasn't surprised by that. It, 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 like, that's not some shocking turn of events. And frankly, this Leon Rose arbitrary deadline of, hey, you need to make a decision on R.J. Barrett, what really is that? 
That's a media play so that Leon can try to get some leverage because Danny Ainge didn't value R.J. Barrett. Danny was probably saying, hey, great, go sign your boy. Like, we don't need him. We don't want him. He's not part of this deal. So, I don't know. We'll see. I just think that Danny Ainge is stubborn as hell and is not going to do dumb deals, which is a huge change for the Utah Jazz. No, and there's there's no reason for him to do that. I mean, I, I think the thing that is that is very clear is that I, I just think that you have a situation where, you know, you're dealing with guys that, you know, operate in their in their own way. You're dealing with guys that, um, you know, that that want to do that want to do deals that they want to do. Yeah. Um. Yes, I saw that. Uh. Blood blood of Depanta two dollars says Don took the Jazz off his socials. Yes, I saw that. In fact, I have one pulled up for you. Where is it? Right here. This is Donovan Mitchell um, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And Donovan Mitchell absolutely took the Jazz off his his Twitter and off his, it was off his Instagram last night when I saw it. Um, You know, listen, I I don't think that's any small thing because also, by the way, he had the Jazz on his his social media on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. I, I I don't know. What do you what do you Hey, may, I mean maybe it means like hey, maybe it means he's being traded. I don't know. I mean, yeah, obviously, like let's just say it, when a guy takes the team off his social media, that typically means that that something's happening, right? Like we can we can agree with that. Um that said, I just don't think that that we can make assumptions, you know? Like it's all over like we have ESPN on a TV in the background. It's all over ESPN like Everyone's talking about it. So it's no secret. Like we said, like it's still very real that he could get traded. You know, this yeah, RJ I, Barrett thing does not preclude a Donovan Mitchell deal from being done. It just doesn't because Danny Ainge didn't value RJ Barrett. Danny Ainge values a four a three team deal where he gets foreign protected picks and and players. I'm not sure about that. Bro, our oh, series, series mouthing off over here. Siri's just getting cray cray, but there's, anyway. there's Don's Instagram right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, it, it, you're, you're a hundred percent right. I mean, it, it's, I don't know how much, how much do we put into that? Like that's, I didn't bring this up yesterday, uh, when I saw it because I just don't know that it's that big of a deal, you know, like, is it, and he hasn't scrubbed, like if you scroll through his Instagram feed, all the jazz stuff is still on his Instagram feed. I mean, it's not like his entire Instagram feed is without, Utah jazz content, you know, but again, I'm not trying to say anyone's wrong. I'm not trying to say I disagree with it. Hey, he took the Utah jazz stuff out of his bio. Maybe that means a trade is imminent. I don't know. That's the truth. I don't know. And that's what we do on the show. We tell you the truth. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what that means. But what I'm here to tell you is the deal is still very much a possibility. It still very much can happen and we'll see. I think the deal structure, as you've been saying for Probably two weeks now, I feel like we've been talking about this three-team deal with the Lakers. You've got the Lakers, the Knicks, and the Jazz. You know, the Lakers are giving up those two, you know, first-round picks that they have. They're probably getting a Conley, uh, bogey-type player, if not both of those guys. You know, obviously, Danny Ainge, as we've talked about at Nauseam on this show, wants Quentin Grimes and a package of players with four unprotected first-round picks. That's the price for Donovan Mitchell. And I just keep going back to what's Quentin Grimes' real value here. Are you are you really not willing to acquire Donovan Mitchell because you don't want to give up Quentin Grimes? Man, I just have a hard time buying that. And I've heard repeatedly that that Leon Rose doesn't want to give up 
Uh, uh, he doesn't want to give up Quentin Grimes. I, I don't know. What is this? What does this social media thing mean? We tend to obsess. We tend to 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 go too far with, oh, well, he scrubbed his Instagram account. That means that he's being traded. Like, we tend to go, like, we tend to obsess on that. So part of me, like, half of me is like, yeah, well, he, it's no secret that, hey, he scrubbed his, his social media. But he didn't really scrub his social media. What did he do? He took that stuff out of his bio. He took Utah Jazz like, out of his bio. And... But he didn't scrub his Instagram fully. I'm guessing if you go through his Twitter, he's still got Utah Jazz content on his Twitter. Like, I don't but he know, also, man. But he also took out Adidas athlete. I mean, like, he's... He doesn't really have a he doesn't really have a, a a bio of any kind. I mean, if you look at his if you look at his Twitter, his Twitter doesn't say anything. Yeah. So that's my point. That's that's my point. I don't like, know that it means I just, anything. It doesn't it just there's not I wouldn't be drawing conclusions based on the guy's social media. It is I know we're really thirsty for this trade to happen and for something huge to go down so we can all talk about it. And trust me, I have no problem saying it. I would love for something to happen in the NBA, whether it's a Don deal or otherwise. Like we've been having this conversation for weeks at this point. So yeah, there is some burnout, but yeah, I just don't think we should make conclusions based on the guy's social media. We shouldn't. I, I don't know how much value is in it. I don't know. What do you guys think in the comments? Let's uh, let's we can get into that a bit before we get to non-sports stories. Uh, Diesel D says I don't think R.J. Barrett was in Utah's plans for Mitchell. He wants a mil uh, a million first-round picks to flip into. Uh, superstars in the future. Just my opinion. Grimes topping quickly is the icing on the cake. Diesel D. Agreed. I think I, that's I, spot on. I and I we've heard for over a month that Danny Ainge was not interested in paying R.J. Barrett because he's got a better player in Donovan Mitchell. If you're going to pay R.J. Barrett, aren't you just going to keep Don? Yeah. I mean that that to me is what would would make sense. Uh, Arel on Israel says so. If the deal is still a possibility, then guess what? The Jazz are rebuilding. They're not. If though. they make, if they if make, they that make trade, the deal, they're rebuilding. Like we got to get off the label thing. Like yeah, everybody like, gets so fired up right here today. You've still got Bogey, Conley, Clarkson, and Mitchell on your roster. You're, you're, not, you're that's not rebuilding. If you trade those guys, I think if you trade Donovan Mitchell, you're rebuilding. Yeah, uh, that would be the trigger for me that says, "Hey, you're rebuilding." Trading Rudy Gobert was a retool. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I don't think that Danny Ainge has an appetite to trade Donovan Mitchell for 10 young guys in one first round pick. Like he, he, there's just, there would be no, there would be no reason to do that. Yeah. Like, so I, I don't know. And by the way, I, I also want to pose a question. Why are we obsessing on rebuild versus retool versus staying relevant? Like, let's see how it plays out. Like I, I just, this to me is one of those situations where again, we're thirsty. We want to be like, Oh, well the rebuilding, they tore it down. They burned it down. Like, like I, I feel like we love to do that in in sports conversations, and I just don't think we need to. Like, like right now, you're not rebuilding. If you trade Don, you're rebuilding. It's a very simple, you know, black and white, like not hard to understand concept. You know, so let's see if the deal gets done today or this week. You know, it seems like based on the fact that they signed R.J. Barrett, you know, like if we're just putting dots together here, hey, you signed R.J. Barrett. You know, that kind of takes him out. That kind of clears the waters a bit. Now the deal is very much like cut and dry. Like Leon Rose is either going to include Quentin Grimes in the deal with the and, and the Lakers are going to provide two picks along with the Knicks two picks and we're going to get all this done or we're not. Like I honestly feel like that's where it's at right now. I, and I just, I, 
I just don't think the social media stuff means anything. Like, you know, flipping around, looking at like Rudy Gobert doesn't have the Timberwolves on his thing. He's still got a Jazz jersey picture of him. Like, I just don't see that these guys, their brand is their brand. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it means that much. You know, like I, I really don't. I just yeah. I'm not yeah. I don't know. Riley O'Brien. Good morning, friend. Kyler did the same thing with the Cardinals. Time goes by, and he's locked in in Arizona long term. It doesn't mean Don is gone. I, I, I frankly don't know that it means anything. So TC says your team won't win. Playing team at best. The Chicago Bulls are a top five team in the East. What do you mean they won't win? With all due respect. What are you talking about? The the Bulls are a top five team in the East. TC, what do you what do you? Oh you, oh you thought I was a Jazz fan. My bad. What the f do you know what goes on in my head? Yeah, are you serious right now? I'm a bull- <laughs> Really? It's just some guy on a poster here. I mean, Perry G says, let's go, Knicks. Uh, Blood of the Panta says, the, uh, the Nick of Time show salute. T Money says, uh, maybe so at Scott. What did Scott, did Scott Howard pop in here? Uh, I missed it. I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, Asgill says NBA fans hate when people say things like the deal is imminent. I don't know. Has the deal ever been imminent? I, I think know. that <laughs> I think the closest the jazz got to trading Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks was two weeks ago. Now, maybe that they had, you know, essentially the framework of a deal done and they agreed they needed to go get a third team. Yeah. And I think Leon Rose got frustrated that when <laughs> they got the Lakers and the Lakers were like, yeah, we'll give you two first-round picks if you take Russell and give us, you know, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Leon was like, cool, done, let's go. Hey, Danny, you want to? I faxed you over a deal. And Danny's like, nah, bro, I'm going to need Quentin Grimes. Mm-hmm. I think that's where this deal died in its current incarnation. So Leon Rose moved on with his business of getting R.J. Barrett's deal done. I don't think that that's means what, his deal is dead. That's what I mean. I feel like the R.J. thing, like the initial reaction was, oh, well, it means the trade can't be done. But it's the exact opposite. I think it just clears the waters and 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 gets us out of this like muddy situation of RJ or Quentin or Obi Toppin or Evan Fournier or like it, it just removes RJ Dude. from the situation, so it's nice and easy. The, I just don't think. And I know we have Knicks fans listening to the show today, so I want to be careful. Yeah, careful, careful. And if you're driving listening to the show, please put your hands at ten and two. Donnie, please. I just don't think Obi Toppin has that much value. I don't think he's a difference maker for a franchise trying to win a championship. I think Obi Toppin is that guy who's who's on your team. And he contributes. And he's good, but he's certainly not great. No. Like, I, I, everybody's like, oh, Obi Toppin. <laughs> he's really tall. Well, okay, that's cool. And everybody can dunk in the NBA. But is Obi Toppin a guy that you're like, damn, dude, if we only had Obi Toppin? Man. No, he's not. I want it. Right? Like, I, I, that's why I, I, I don't... The Obi Toppin, th- the Obi Toppin thing is so played. Yeah. It, it's amazing. Uh, let's see. Martin Cicero. Cicero, Illinois! Yeah! RJ Barrett's 22. Utah still has a minimum salary requirement. Getting him at this age, uh, why they rebuild makes total sense. It doesn't, though. No. Because this and this goes back to the RJ debate. Is RJ Barrett better than Donovan Mitchell? No, no, he's not. No, is his upside 
potential? Is his ceiling higher than Donovan Mitchell? Well, and I think the question you can ask that kind of you the know runs parallel. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, the answer is no, it's not. That's correct. But I think the the other question we could ask that kind of runs parallel to that is really not just is RJ better than Don, which he's not, but is the package that you're getting that include that would have included RJ before the extension got done is that package allowing you to turn you know Don into something better that I think is what you have to ask like if I'm Danny Ainge I'm looking at this saying okay I've got Donovan Mitchell a three-time all-star in his first I think five seasons guy's an absolute stud if I trade this guy and I get RJ Barrett back in a package of players and some picks what can I then take those assets and turn that into? Like, yes. do those assets turn into, you know, you know, Jason Tatum, let's say, or Jalen Brown, or like some player that is of equal value or, frankly, probably has to be better than Donovan Mitchell is right now? I don't think that R.J. Barrett's topside is near Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I think Donovan Mitchell... Honest goodness, I think it can, he can be a top-five player in this league. Uh, I mean, you're seeing the, the the end of an era with the LeBron James player. Mm -hmm. I think you're seeing an end of that era. I think Steph is probably the preeminent talent in the NBA right now coming off of a championship. I think Kevin Durant's got a lot of proving to do. He's got to reestablish himself. That next generation, though, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum. That next generation is, is Gian, you know, like, where do you rank Giannis? Like, that generation of player? Yeah. Donovan Mitchell can be the best player in that generation. He can be. He's got to prove that he is. He's got to prove that he can be that guy. He's got to prove that he can defend. R.J. Barrett's a better defender than, than Donovan Mitchell. Not even close. Right. But when you talk about total players, savages, killers, that's Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell is a savage, dude. That's he is right, T. He's a killer. He will, he wants it. Yes. Which is why it pisses you off that Boyan Bogdanovich got that last shot in Dallas. And airballed it. Why Mike Conley got it in, in the bubble and missed. I just, he's got, Donovan Mitchell's got to have a mid-range and he's got to defend. He can. Yeah. You know, Mari Moore says DM can play defense in his own time. I think if you ask him, I, I think, you should. He will. New York isn't making the jump without Don. Totally agree, Agreed. Uh Yeager. Y-A-Y-G-A-H. Yeager, Bob! Yeager! Who the fuck are you? That's like a Boston thing. Anyway. Uh, Grimes is stopping the Donovan trade. LMAO, Knicks are stupid. I think Quentin Grimes <laughs> and Emmanuel quickly... <laughs> Just gloss over it. Gloss I love the over sentiment. it. LMAO, the Knicks are stupid. WTF. <laughs> you know, T. Martin says, Mara, your comment sucks. <laughs> okay. Uh, Martin Cicero says, Nick fan and agree 100% on Obi Toppin. Uh, Mads Knudsen. Hey, it's Mads Knudsen. Uh, yeah. She's, Who the f is that guy? She's Betty and Frank Knudsen's third child on their mother's side, Franny Knudsen. I'm on you your remember, side on this. You remember Franny? She used to she used to make those muffins that everybody hated, but everybody eat them. Cause that's just you got to make Franny Knudsen feel good. Yeah, it's a Knudsen's kid. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Mads Knudsen. <laughs> See, Mads, why do you have to have the last name Knudsen? Knudsen and stuff. 
Uh, the why do Danny Ainge want Obi? Okay, well, you should go see. Fran Knutson, you know, I Bye, love her, but please. don't get into a text conversation. We got those sausage fingers. Can never figure out what old Franny's trying to say. He allegedly said what he said. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, and her sister Connie Knutson's not much better on the text machine either. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mari Moore says, Team Money, please. Your team still sucks. Okay, here we go. Why don't you illuminate me? Here we go. Your team still sucks. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jay Deals direct. If Donovan is not the guy to build a franchise around, why would Ainge keep him? He is the guy. He's absolutely the guy. Uh, Dylan Lott, doesn't the rookie extension rule apply to Barrett so that we couldn't trade Don to the Knicks without then moving Barrett? That's incorrect. Incorrect. You can have two of those deals on your team. You know. Uh, you know. You know. Uh, let's see. Big Chino. Yeah. Monty, you didn't get it. We not overrating Obi. Moving Obi means a commitment to Randall, which us Knicks fans are terrified of. No, oh, dude, you're hey, not wrong, bro. Chino. Dude, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. You are not wrong. I would be scared of that as well. I think I think Leon trades. I think he'd like to trade Julius. That's not going to be to the Jazz. The Jazz yes, have yes, zero. Yes. The Jazz have zero interest in Julius Randle. But I think there's homes for Julius out there. I, I do. I think. I don't. We'll see. I think there's a home for Julius out there. Uh, Samwan Lot says, "Question: Are Obi Toppin and John Collins comparable players? Uh, I think they're different kinds of players. Yeah. I think Obi Toppin needs guys around him. I think John Collins can be a guy." That's opinion, you know. Uh, Smooth B says, bug it out if you think the Bulls are top five. They're top three. Um, Tell me I'm wrong. Um, Bulls are top three team. Go. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'd love them to be a top five team in the East. I think yeah, they casual. will. Uh, Andre Drummond, I don't know how much he's got left in the tank, but if he can rebound and block shots, they're going to be fine. Yeah. They're going to be fine. Uh, Diesel D. I like Utah's roster right now. I'm a Laker fan, but I got Utah as my second favorite team. To me, Utah's a trade away from being a contender. Keep Spida and go get Jalen Brown. I <laughs> Well, you know, Jalen Brown's interesting you bring that up. Because, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to an NBA guy I know last night, and he was saying that there's real question around the league of why are you going to trade Jalen Brown? Well, because both he and... Jason Tatum are going to be super max eligible. Right. That's interesting. Jalen Brown's shown you maybe that he's the better player than Jason Tatum. Yeah. In I, the moment, I think I would have taken Jalen Brown in the finals. JT didn't really show up. Yeah. Especially against the Warriors in those big games on the road. Yeah, you would have liked to have seen more from him. No doubt. No doubt. But you said the same thing about Booker, and now Book's making 50 mil a year. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think the problem is, and this is kind of how it works with quarterbacks in the NFL, you either have a guy or you don't. Like, you either have that bona fide stud on your team or you don't. And the Knicks don't, and the Jazz do right now. The problem is that the Jazz do not have the resources that they need to progress through the playoffs. And funny enough, neither do the Knicks, and that's why this trade conversation has been a thing. I would agree. Uh, let's see. Jay Deals direct. Lakers and Knicks are giving up two unprotected picks each. Yeah. That was yesterday. In the three-team scenario, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, if it, 
what is your appetite to pay off Westbrook? I mean, if you're trading Donovan Mitchell and you're going down that path, I guess it's fine. You know, like, I guess it's fine because you're not really million bucks. like you're not really expecting to win anything like you can do that. But I just locally in Salt Lake, and I know this probably doesn't matter to Nick fans, but the way the jersey release happened, the way that things are going on with the ownership group here and Ryan Smith, I think it's really interesting to think about, hey, how would a rebuild be taken? By the fan base, like you, you, you're talking about trading away know. your best players, new ownership. Like it doesn't exactly send the message that you're trying to win a championship, which was the stated goal of Ryan Smith when he bought this team. So I don't yeah, know. But that's why you knew though that that well they got to have two all stars in that game. That was a gimmick. That was that was ne- that was never a thing. That was never a thing. So I just wouldn't worry that that much about it. I just think that. Um, yeah, but this is an interesting story now. ESPN just put out a story about these gang robberies that are going on with professional athletes. Have you, have you heard about the Calvin Ridley apparently is the latest target of these robbery crews. Mm-hmm. And I'm I just am, I, like this is crazy. Bro, okay, not to cut in on you. Yeah. So we do this casuals getting cut thing, right? Yes. We just got a message in the casuals getting cut thing that another one of our listeners won a Traeger smoker. That's two listeners now who've won a Traeger at Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm not even kidding. Dwayne Boone. Dwayne Boone! His sister, my sister, he puts in this chat, my sister won a Traeger smoker from Barbecue Pit Stop. That's crazy. Are you for that's two now? Yeah, Lauren, and now uh, Dwayne Boone. Dwayne Boone. That's incredible great. truly incredible that's crazy dude that incredible is, bro i'm telling you we try to hook you up if you go to uh barbecue pit stop we're doing the giveaway their, go to barbecue pit stop do it man a, any of their five locations and no matter where you are check them out online bbqpitstop.com bbqpitstop.com they're they're the best for barbecue smokers pellets tools spices rubs all of their spices and rubs are flipping amazing. We're going to be at the Barbecue Pit Stop in Murray today, in fact. Um, today? Because we need to get their Italian uh, blend, the Kinder Italian seasoning. So good. It's called Italian Chop House. Man, it's good. So good. Where is wow. the Italian? Another one of our listeners won a Traeger. That's two Traegers in the last six weeks at Barbecue Pit Steve Stop. Steve and the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop hooking Doing up it right, Monty bro. Show listeners, man. Doing it right. If you're, listener, if you're a listener to Monty in the morning, make sure you get to Barbecue Pit Stop late in Lehigh, Logan, Salt Lake City, and St. George. Shop online at barbecuepitstop.com. And you know the cool thing about Barbecue Pit Stop, if you have never been there or if you don't know those guys, one, you can chat with them online. Go to their website right now, bbqpitstop.com. Chat with them. Ask them any questions you want. Hey, just go in there and say, hey, Monty said I can win a Traeger smoker. Do it. Um, But if you go into their stores or if you call them and you say, hey, you know what, man? I heard about you on the Monty show and I'm making a, a brisket on the Traeger or on the Big Green Egg or on the Yoder this weekend. How do I do that? Hey, what seasoning? How long do I have to let it rest? Like, yeah. should I wrap my brisket in a in a cooler? Like, they talk to you about barbecue, smoking, like all that mm-hmm. stuff. They're super easy guys. Hey, what Kinder seasoning's best for wings, for brisket, for steaks? For 
That's what I... They're just guys. Italian chop house. Yeah. Uh, they're just guys. That's what I love about all the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop. No matter where you are, hook it up. BBQPitStop.com. Leighton Lehigh, Logan, Salt Lake City, and St. George. Tell them you heard it about it. Heard about it on the Monty Show. All right. 845 Mountain Time. 1045 in What the a East. show, first of all. First yeah. of all, what a show. Yeah. If you're here right now, please give us a thumbs up. It really helps the, the channel grow. But you know what? This is one of the things we talk about. You guys are probably amazing. Um, just the way you take care. Not probably. You guys are amazing. The way you take care of us with our sponsors. We have we have a big, big sponsor edition uh, coming on the show. Several for September. Um, Thursday morning, we're announcing a huge sponsor addition to the show. Um, I mean, we have two, three guys coming online to support the show. Like we really need you guys to call Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage, um, you know, to, to, you know, to, to support the show. Hey, I heard about you on the Monty show, you know, ask him about down payment assistance, barbecue pit stop. Hey, how do I win a Traeger? How do I enter the, you know, BYU Notre Dame, you know, Shamrock series driveway? You know, like all of those guys that we talk about, Wayman Brothers Construction, certainly. We need you to support those sponsors so they support the show. That's how it works. So we appreciate you doing that. All right, a couple more. Then we got to get to the non-sports stories of the day. Caleb Harrison says, JB would uh, work better with the team because of his defense. I don't disagree with that. I mean, RJ Barrett is not a guy that is – it's not like he's not good. Mm-hmm. He's just not as good as Donovan Mitchell. You know what I mean? Like he's he's yeah. just not as good. Yeah. What Mari, what did you do? Why are you asking people not to be mad at you? Um <laughs> Psych Valley says Dud's blood type is barbecue. Dude's blood type is barbecue. Okay. Zach Hatch says, Love Traeger, love my Timberline 855. Oh, oh I love the Timberline. The Timberline is so good, dude. Oh, I Timberline love the Timberline. Is freaking amazing. Yeah, the Traeger Timberline series is amazing. Uh, Mari Moore says, I love you guys, and I agree with Spida. Uh, he will probably stay. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, Team Money, Asgill says, ah, oh, too bad. We ain't going nowhere. Suck it up. <laughs> okay. Because Asgill says, um, we'll be so happy after the Knicks fans leave and stop spamming the chat with Leon Masterclass. No one wants to play in Utah. No. <laughs> Jazz are going to be trash. Like, just worry about yourselves, fam. Jazz are not going to be trash. They're not. They just aren't. Uh, Arlington Bears says winning a smoker is easy. Arlington Bears won, won a, smoker a smoker on our show from Barbecue Pit Stop. Yep. Uh, <laughs> David Golob says Danny wants to tank. Not happening with DM. I don't know if Danny wants to tank or not. TC says I will call because your show is a real deal. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm a just imaginist. Uh, Elon. A Majesty Williams. RJ is 22. Correct, he is. Yep. Young Correct. Uh, Gabe Ledley says, Bears, about as easy as a PS5, because Gabe Ledley won a PS5. Won a PS5 See, I'm show. telling you, this show, like, again, I'm not trying to be arrogant. We give a lot of stuff away on this show. That trip we're giving away is going to be absolute magic, bro. Football game, Vegas, like, it's going to be awesome. Teddy Wayman says, went to the Lehigh store and got steak seasoning. It's amazing. Ah, Boom. Teddy, appreciate Boom. the $5 tip as well. Now all the Knicks fans, Team Money just put Leon Masterclass. Juju92 <laughs> just put Leon Masterclass. Yes, you did. Yes, you Scan- did. My guy, Scandero, <laughs> where have you been, Lion King? He yes. puts uh, Leon Masterclass. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it. All right. 
Non-sports stories of the day. Yes. Is junk food causing you to call in sick? So there's been this study from boys down there in Texas at Texas, Texas. Tech in Lubbock, Texas. Texas. Got some Menara on my boots. Good old Cliff Kingsbury land. Texas Tech put out a study that says junk food is killing you, that eating a hot dog at Costco takes 35 seconds off your life. Mm-hmm. And like just all this stuff. Right. And so now there's another study that accompanied this one mm-hmm. that says that people who eat junk food on a regular basis, highly processed foods. Yes, that's the terminology. Potato chips, for instance. Junk food, yeah. Call in sick to work more than those who do not. Fat! And I believe the correct terminology is more than those who avoid highly processed foods. Right. So like flipping vegans and vegetarians. Yeah. Idiots. Yeah. Um. So the question is, Jake. Yeah. Do you believe that junk food is making you call into sick, call in sick to work more? Yeah, I've been immunized. That's going to be my answer. I've been immunized. You've been immunized. Yeah, I've been immunized. <laughs> no, I, all jokes aside, uh, I think that yeah, I think that what you put in your body absolutely matters. I mean, that's I feel like that's a very you know obvious thing. I, the terminology they used in the study was people who are eating more ultra processed foods have more unhealthy days. Now, some of those unhealthy days are just kind of mental, where you've got like the mental fog and you're just not operating at full capacity. We all know what that feels like. I think most of us have had you know days like that in our life. And then you have this calling in sick thing where yep. you you just physically don't feel well and you call into sick more often than someone who eats, you know, higher quality foods. And I think it makes absolute sense if you think about it. The stuff you put in your body is is, you know, it, it absolutely matters. And I think when you combine that with the fact that, you know, we just had this period of time where most people weren't working out and just sitting on the couch, that probably isn't helping your cause. So that's yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree with what what's going on here. All right. Let's welcome Mrs. Monty to the Uh-oh. show. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good morning, Mrs. Monty. Well, hey there. All the Knicks fans, this is Mrs. Monty. Nice to meet you, Mrs. Monty. You can um, you can follow Mrs. Monty on Twitter at, at Mrs. Monty Show. She's a vegan. Just ask her. She'll tell you. Right. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, really. Um, I Which can't pretty claim. much makes you a vegetarian. Well, see, my, my wife's a vegetarian, because, so pretty much you know, I'm a vegetarian too. These two fucks, you know, wow. often tempt me into other things. <sighs> Holy no. cow! Sorry. Um, okay, I'd like to. Apologize. Yeah, what's your language? Um, we're looking for another uh, non-sports story host uh, who doesn't curse like a sailor. Uh, if you wouldn't mind submitting your applications <coughs> um, at imavegan2.com. <coughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm a vegan too. You know what I would say? As I, I, I completely agree <laughs> that highly processed foods, junk foods, definitely <laughs> affect your health. And you know what's cool? One of the casuals getting cut gave up Mountain Dew. Hasn't drank Mountain Dew since we Don't started the group. And is down 14 pounds, I want to say. Yeah. Um, you know, also not eating very much red meat mm-hmm. uh, is on their feet a lot every day. But still, like not having to do extreme workouts, but cut out those things and seeing an instant, you know, uh, seeing a, a very quick improvement in health. So mm-hmm. I, I totally believe that they do. I think that all the processed foods, sweeteners, preservatives... We need to try and avoid them as much as possible. Our bodies just can't handle the chemicals. So, okay, you know, I'm like trying to take a picture of you to put on Instagram to promote the show, 
Do you know how hard it is to get a picture of you with your eyes open? <laughs> the f- what? I'm just going to sit here what? with my eyes closed the whole time. What? It, bro, it on. is. I've taken like 10 pictures. Bro, what are you I, let me see about, if I man? can get this, this picture uploaded. It is. I, I'm 0 for 10. Like I'm sitting here with my iPhone, like trying to take a picture of Mrs. Monty. And I cannot get her photographed I... with her freaking eyes open. You're casual. Bro, you have an iPhone 13 Pro Max. Pro Max. Like you should be a professional at this. Why? Yeah. Why, why you, you can take a live photo and then yeah. select which frame and that has screenshot. my eyes open. Oh, is that true? Okay, hi. I didn't hi. know that. Is, Are, that true? is this real hi. life? It, like, what the? Yeah, it will It will not let me. Oh, okay. Man, okay, anyway. Because it's a live so let's photo. Let's just keep, let, let's. Yeah, let's that, so let's going. continue Some down the death path of unhealthy food. Unhealthy food, man. Yeah, I am a big junk food fan, or was. Um, admittedly, over the last year, one of the things I've really tried to cut out is like potato chips. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think I've probably like I used to love <sighs> like Doritos. Let's talk about Doritos. About five years ago in Phoenix, Britt took me to see Mrs. Monty took me to see this. Um, and, and how do I say this? Uh, small person. Um, <laughs> Not that small. Oh, no, he, he was he was better. Um, you know. Uh, anyway, the point is, are you, are you distracted? Are you telling a story or what? Yeah. So I went to this doctor, um, because in our health insurance, you get this really invasive physical, yeah, not even, I know what time it is. Nah, not even thumb in the butt, but like they'll take your, <laughs> they check your blood flow to your legs and your lower extremities and like this really invasive physical. And so the guy we were talking about, um, you know, like what I was eating and whatnot, and he's like, well, just know every time you eat a Dorito, you're you're saying that it's okay, that you're fine living a shorter life. And every Bro, time you what? eat, well, oh yeah, this guy was a gangster. What? And, and this dude, I mean, he's like five seven, and he's not. He's like in tremendous shape. He's an older guy. <laughs> he's like five. You know, <laughs> he's like yeah. five foot ten. Yeah, and yeah, and he's walking around with like a poker. Uh, anyway, the point is. Um, but this dude's in amazing shape, and he's like, "Yeah, every time you eat French fries, just know you're, you know, you're, you're killing yourself." Donnie, please. He's like, "Don't ever eat another Dorito because it's terrible for you," and he's he just like ruined it for me. Okay. I have not had Doritos since, and I may have had five total Dorito chips. Right. Because the dude's like, every time you eat Doritos, you're killing yourself. Just know all due respect. And he's like, "Well, <laughs> he's like, well, what foods do you like?" I'm like, "Well, you know, I actually like pretzels." These little, these little pretzel sticks. And he said, yeah, every time you eat a pretzel, it dumps insulin into your stomach. Do you want to be diabetic? Donnie, I'm like, Jesus, please. guy. Bro. Like, can I just be fat and Dude. happy? No. Right? Like, can, and, and, no. And I'm like, man, come on. And he's like, well, you either want to live a long, happy, because I told him I want to live forever. I never want to die. I'm the guy Are that wants to live that? to be like two million years old. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, I the, show, my, the show needs to go on. Yeah, yeah. I want people to find my poop fossilized while I'm still alive. Your poop fossilized. While you're still alive. While I'm still alive. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. No, it's not okay to play that. Well, not it is okay. actually, but mm. it's fine. All anyway, right. my point is, but this doctor ruined food for me. Right. And so like French fries and hot dogs, like this study, I actually think it said every time you eat a hot dog, it takes 32 minutes off your life. It's really despicable. And it's like, damn. And Bro, then we're it's going. It's a baseball game and a hot dog. It's American heritage. Yeah, suck it. Anyway, the point is, I don't understand. Like, I have such a 
dysfunctional relationship with food. Like yeah. I, it's absolutely the truth. Yesterday for lunch, I'm like, okay, well, we had turkey meat. I wasn't hungry. I had to like force myself to eat ground turkey yesterday at lunch and I just wasn't hungry. We go to Burger King because, you know, jerk off over here is like, oh, I could feel it setting in. I'm crabby. Yeah, I was, I I was in a I was in a crap mood. We were going by an advertiser's place and I didn't want to be in a crap mood. So and I didn't want candy and I didn't really have another alternative. We go to Burger King. What did you get? I got a burger. No. What did you get? You got a Whopper. What did I get? Yeah, an impossible burger. I got an impossible Whopper. Does that make I'm you feel better? There, yes. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, you know, if I eat this red meat, um, you know, I'm probably going to have to have another colono colonoscopy. And, you know, like I just don't, you know, rotor Come on. and stuff. Um, anyway, my point is I, it, it's in my head now. Yeah. And so I see this study yeah. about how, you know, food is killing you. And it's like I. But I, what you're not I think saying that's true. is what you're not saying is you work out seven days a week. Like you're, I do. You're obsessive about it. I do, and I take which a bunch I think of, most people don't do. I take a bunch of precautions. I take a. I've taken a vitamin regimen for ten years. Like my, I'm in perfect health. Knock on wood. You know, like I don't have back issues. Even though I pulled this muscle in my back, that's just killing me today. But my wife <laughs> yesterday. Like, we worked way too late yesterday. We wound up at the gym, and this is another topic we need to talk Dude, about. Dude, this pissed me off yesterday. Gym douche yesterday. This pissed me off. So, we're, we need to be at the gym at 2.30, 3 o'clock every day, or it's just a disaster. So, we wind up at the gym at 6.30 last night. And that means that, hey, Jimmy and Frank, and here's my friend Chuck and Breland. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill here's one. Here's Dallin and Breland working out. And, like, the gym is packed with, like, 16-year-old kids who just... Walk around staring at thirty-year-old women in spandex. wearing pajama pants. Yeah, this one, this one group of kids are all in there in pajama pants and house slippers, and they're on. The one kid is doing cable curls in bare feet and and flannel pants. Like, what are you doing, bro? What What are you doing? I'm like, what? Who hurt you, sir? Anyway, the point is, so we're we're warming up, and it, yesterday was like leg day, functional leg day. And so we're throwing this ball back and forth to warm up. And Jake is, the, there's a punching bag there that nobody ever uses, a heavy bag. On like a turf area at Avaza Fitness. So he's standing next to the turf bag, right? And we're throwing this ball back and forth. And this douche kid, 17 years old, he's a kid in the group that's like, I'm a stud, I lift, I'm fucking you up. Like, he's that kid, right? Right. So that was probably, you know what I mean. Do you even lift? Excuse my my Farsi language. Obviously anyway, not. the point is, he, this kid walks up to the heavy bag and just starts wailing away on the heavy bag and it's slamming into Jake. And so finally I said, hey man, you could ask him to move. You could say, hey, excuse me. Is that where it ended? No. No. Because then Captain America, who was like 10 feet to the right, is like, hey, you could just move. You know they want to use a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Let's consult the douche meter. You could just move. <laughs> and so I said to the guy, well, hey, he could ask to move. It's called communication. And Captain America's like, you're absolutely right. Ask him to move. <laughs> it's like, dude. Go in the back and inject your ass with oh steroids. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me. He was like, you could just. Yeah, dude, he was, a complete, he was a complete meathead. There's no doubt about it. And he's got on like this really tight spandex shirt. Yeah. And he's like. <laughs> Shut up. 
And like, I actually barked back at the guy and I'm like, well, they could ask him to move. It's called communication. And then the kid's like, and the little, the kid who was all like a badass in his group is like, oh, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. And so then we like moved away and they used the bag for like 30 seconds. And then they all left. That was the best part. They all just leave. Pricks. Anyway. Then garage douche. Yeah. Oh boy. I don't know how we got to this from junk food killing us. Um, so I haven't driven my Jeep. We built a Jeep Rubicon, but we've had a traction bar issue. And what this, one of the American rock slide is hanging down. It's broke. Like it's a retractable step, but the step won't retract. So we haven't been driving the Jeep. Right. And so it's been sitting in the garage for five, four months. No, four months. Like two. No, since when did we go to the Tetons? April. In June. Oh, was that June? Yeah. Well, th- it's August now, so okay. I thought that was April. Two, we went to two the months. Uh, whatever. A couple of months. Okay, it's been there for months. That was really June. Months, we went to like the Tetons. Like an entire year, and the whole time we walked uphill both ways no. in the snow. That's only when we go hiking. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. Because nobody likes Two hiking. Months. Two nobody months likes because hiking. Because they don't want me to drive my Jeep. It's not that's your not Jeep, true. first of all. It's our Jeep. Anyway. And that's not true. Okay. The point is, it's an investment piece for us. It's not a daily driver. Anyways, it's been sitting in the garage. The battery's dead. Right. So we go to get in it on Saturday. We we're going to take it up to Park City and do Guardsman's Pass. And, and you were intentional. You were like, hey, we do need to drive it. So yeah, let's so take let's it up go. There. Yeah. We hop in. It's dead, dead, dead. Bet you weren't expecting this one. So Sunday, Mrs. Monty is is getting the choach waxed for Hawaii, right? <laughs> wow. How you just casually roll out the word choach? What do you mean? It like, was also the armpits. Bro. And, you know. Anyway. Damn. So Mrs. Yeah. Monty had a you personal know. grooming day on Sunday. It was a beautification day. And that pedicure. Wow, you should get Another a- douche moment. Oh, my god. The gosh. pedicure place. Okay, yeah. so Wait, continue anyway. about the okay, Jeep. Go with the Jeep. Okay. Focus. Yeah, okay, focus. Can. Focus. Damn, she called you Ken. Anyway, so yeah. while she's off getting the kitty waxed, we're <laughs> my job was to get the battery jumped. That's it, Skippy. So I use American Family Insurance. Right. I go through the roadside program. Right. Usually nails. Right. Homie shows up. And actually, first, my phone rings like two hours after I order the roadside assistance. Out of the blue. They don't tell you anyone's coming. Nobody's mm-hmm. coming. Nothing. All of a sudden, my phone rings. I'm like, Hello. And he's like, hey, roadside assistant. <laughs> like he's, and he, he sounds like, and that's how he kind of sounded. Oh so, my God, dude. And very, I think very he, Chris Farley down by the river. Yeah, dude, I, bro. And I'm guessing, man down by the yeah, river. and I'm guessing, you know, roadside assistance, bro, has probably had some <laughs> skull fractures in his life. I'm just guessing. That's pretty much self-explanatory. And he's like, hey, roadside assistance, I'm out by your garage. And we're like, okay, great. And I said, okay, cool. I'll be right out. Walk out to the garage. There's nobody there. Obviously not. I call him back. He's like, hello. I'm like, hey, man, I'm out by my garage. I don't see you here. And this dude drops a see you next Tuesday on me. (laughs) Now, was he, he called you that or what was the? No, No. he called this. He said, these C's constantly give me the wrong address. Dude! MF this. MF that, GD this. 
Just because it's Sunday, bro, doesn't and we're not at church doesn't mean we want to hear your stuff. And he's like, what's your address? And I'm like, okay, here's my address. He puts it in his phone. I'm, okay. I'm like, well, what street are you on? And he tells me the street that's like two blocks away. Right. Yeah. So he was close, just two not Two blocks there. away. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'll be right there. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And so he, he drives up and he's like, can you believe this? Give me the wrong address. It's just going to be that day. I'm like, okay, well, I need, and I, I literally said, okay, well, I need to get the battery jumped. <laughs> and so he opens the hood and now he turns into like Mikey, the mechanic. Well, you know, I have a Ford Ranger and you know, I, this old bag that I bought it from. Don't you know who I am? This is going on. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's cool. I need to get this jump. You just jump the battery or what are we doing? And so, so then he does the whole thing where he reaches into his back pocket. <laughs> Pulls out his phone, and he's like, "Is this a Rubicon Jeep?" I'm like, "No, it's a it's a Rubicon Kia." And he's standing there looking at the word Rubicon. Idiot. I'm like, "Yeah, this is it." And he goes, "There's no plate on it," even though the plate's like right there on the back of the car. I'm like, "It's on the back." He goes, "Oh, well, look at that." And then he goes through the whole drama of just putting his phone in his side pocket because, of course, he has on cargo pants. And then he, it's like a big project for this dude. And he's like, I'm a big guy. I understand. Look, I, I'm portly. I weigh about five, I have five extra pounds, a little bit of fat I could lose. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Nothing, nothing major. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This bro is big, dude. Okay, have another keg. And he rolled up in this minivan that's just trashed. Like, it's the front it's got, bumper no, no. is, like, taped. It's and like, duct taped. The front yeah, bumper. Roadside like, assistance with my duct tape bumper. Like, dude, what, what are you doing? Like, why are we third partying roadside assistance? Why? Like- so, yeah. So anyway, we go through this thing and he, he goes to his van and he carries out a battery charger like it's the end of the world. Like, right. oh, my God, this thing's a thousand pounds. Right. And he's like, hold this. I'm like, OK. And so I'm, I'm standing there holding the battery <laughs> charger while he's trying to connect it and he can't connect. And he says to Jake, get in. Okay. I'm like, hey, why don't you hop in there? And so he's trying to connect the, like, the, you know, the prong, the jumpers, crabby the, the, thing. Yeah, you the, stick the them on the post. To the metal portion on the battery. Can't figure it out. And he's got Coke bottle glasses on. And I said to him, you want some help with that? No, I got it. 13 years of experience, highly educated. I can handle it. You guys are idiots. Just like that. I'm like, okay. So he figures that out. He's like, give it a shot. And so then, like, Jake hits the button and nothing happens. Well, I've never seen this before. (laughs) And so then he, like, (laughs) he moves the things around. And it turns out that he had connected the the red jumper cable thing, clamp claw thing, to the frame instead of to the battery. Bro, what? So... (laughs) What? He takes it off the little frame thing, puts it on the battery, and he's like, give it a shot! And it starts, and he just so he disconnects it. The car turns off. Wow, never seen this before. Must be the alternator. What? I'm like, no, man. It's it's the battery's dead. It's been sitting here. I thought it was four months. I said it's been sitting here for four months. Like the battery's dead. No, I don't think so. Let me get the bigger box. That's right, T. <laughs> just like this. Let me get the bigger box. The bigger box. I'm like, all right. He's calling his wife. 
And no, it was, okay, that was cold blooded. Okay. That was not. Anyway, nice. the point is, so he goes back and he gets a bigger battery charger. What the fuck are you, Ranger Rick? Won't start the car. So he's like, "Well, why don't we try them both?" <laughs> and he connects them both. The car starts, and he's like, "Hey, rev it up to two thousand and leave it there for at least a minute." And so we do that, <laughs> and then he disconnects it. And what do you think happens? Well, well, well. Who the hell knew the car died? This again. is empty. Battery's dead. Empty. The opposite of full. He's like, do you do your own work? Do you know how to replace an alternator? Uh, no. I'm like, dude, it's not the alternator, man. Well, it should have been charging the battery while you were driving it. I'm like, dude, it's been... That's where it ended right there for me. I was like, it's been sitting here for four months. We haven't been driving it. The battery's dead. He's like, well, okay. Let me call these people and see if I'm allowed to replace your battery for you. Suckmyass.com. So does he go sit in his van and call the people? Does he go around the corner and call the people? No. Picks up the phone, and he's literally this guy. Like, he's pounding <laughs> on his phone screen. And he gets the lady on the phone. And he's this guy, too. He's on speakerphone. I'm sitting here holding a battery charger. And he's leaning on my bumper. And the lady answers the phone. Hey, it's Jimmy Dickhead with Roadside Assistance. <laughs> These, and he says, this guy doesn't know how to replace his battery. I need to know what a 48 volt for a 2020 Jeep ring. I'm like, hey, it's a 2018. Well, I think it's a 2019 Jeep ring. Are you out of your goddamn mind? And he's like, what year is it? 2019. No, it's a 2018, actually. So I look at the insurance card, and it's a 2018. Uh -huh. Whatever it is. And he's like, yeah, it's a 2020 Jeep Rubicon. I'm like, it's not. It's not. And he's like, yeah, it's a 20. And then he just keeps changing the year. Right. It's a 2016 Rubicon J JR. I'm like, no, man. It's not hard. And so the lady's like, okay, um, so I don't know what 48 means, um, but the right size battery for that vehicle, and he's talking to a lady on the phone somewhere, is a uh, 26 by 947 I really she, don't care if you think it's out of code. Well, yeah, that's a 48, he says to her. And she's like, well, okay. Well, from what it says on my compu computer screen, it's $200. She tells him it's $200. And she's like, do you want me to send an invoice for you to pay? And he's like, well, no, I have a battery already. And I just want to know what's the labor rate on that. And she's like, well, I have to talk to Jose. He'll call you back. And he hangs up on her and he's, and he calls her, you know, this broad, she's always a problem when I call here. And I said, okay, man, well, you know what? It's cool. I appreciate you coming out. I'm in full, get the hell out of my garage. Yes, mode absolutely. I'm like, okay, Hey, thanks for coming out. It's all good. The phone rings and it's this broad and he answers it roadside. <laughs> What's up motherfuckers roadside. <laughs> And so she's like, hey, Jose said, uh, total out the door. There's a special on the battery, $197. Um, do you want me to call the customer and get payment over the phone? And he's like, look, I told you, uh, I'll do it myself. And then he's like, no, the customer's standing right here and can hear and everything she, you're saying. Well, and then she says, well, okay, did you inform the, can you inform the customer that there's a warranty that goes with this and that I'll email them the warranty information. So if the battery ever goes dead, it's a lifetime. And, and he's like, yeah, they're standing right here. I'm on speakerphone. They're listening. And she's like, okay, great. Is there anything else you need? No, click. And he hangs up on her.
He's just a douche. And he's like, well, hey, I happen to have this battery in the back of my car. $276. It's in. <laughs> I'm like, no, dude, I'm good. I got a guy. We'll like 10 it. minutes ago, you already knew that you were never going to pay for this. And he, and then I'm like, okay, well, it's good. And, and I said to him, well, hey, um, you know, let's get this all taken out. You're like taking it off the I'm battery. I'm holding the battery charger. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to, he's going, well, let's try one more thing. And he's like, are you okay if we try one more thing? And I'm like, okay, well, what are we going to do? He's like, well, let me use my car to... So he connects the car. It doesn't start, doesn't start, doesn't start. Again, he had connected all the red stuff to this rail in there. And he's like, oh, I should put... Car starts, disconnects everything, it dies. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll take care of it. He goes, $250, I can do it for you right now. Pack your shit, let's go. So we've gone from 190 whatever, to, from 200 to 197 lifetime warranty to 270 to 250. And, I, and I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. And he's like, all right. I'm like, is there any paperwork we need? Do you need me to sign anything? And he's like, well, yeah, it's like three hours of paperwork. And he laughed, Come on, he was man. joking. Took out his phone and like he's taking pictures. And I'm like, all right, man, gotta go. And he goes, well, I just have to ask, how'd you break the rock slide? And I'm like, oh, just a nut came out. I'm like, okay, thanks. And the guy won't leave the garage. And he's like, and then at one point he's like sitting there rubbing the Rubicon sticker that's on the hood of the Jeep. And so finally I'm just standing there and I, I, I'm like ready to hit the garage door button. I'm like, all right, thanks chief. Like, we'll see you later. Thanks. Chief. And he's like, well, I just hate to leave any of my customers stranded. That's not the level of service I provide. I'm like, I'm not stranded, man. Like I have another car. And we're at our house. He's like, okay, all right, all right, thanks. Uh, like, it's the worst experience I've ever had. I'll never do it's it again. It's incredible. I'll never do it, it again. It is truly incredible. It will never happen again. I will go to the, the freaking store and I will get it done on my own. That's just the way, you know. Yeah. Giggity says this sounds like an SNL skit. <laughs> it's not that far. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And <sighs> then you went and got tried to get your nails done. Did. And you had an awful experience getting your nails done. It was. How much is a pedicure these days? Uh, you can get them as low as like, I think like 30 and as high as like But 80. like a good one. But do you want to pay $30 for a pedicure? No, that's a very basic pedicure. That's like just, you know, wash the feet and paint the toenails. But um, I, I went for, uh, there was one that was like 55 and you get the scrub and they paint your toes. And I, I knew I was going to pay a little bit more because I wanted flowers on the toes. But I went to the brand new um, place that's over in Mountain View Village, this brand new shopping center. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yep. I thought, hey, it's brand new. You know, I'll get to enjoy some brand new chairs with the massage thing. They're going to be really good because they're new. Right, right? Uh no. G Giggity no. wants to know how much the pedicure is when they have to bring out the grinder. Giggity? Yes, it's yes, Because yes. your feet need a little extra care. Ooh. It, it's not that bad. And usually for callus removal, it's like five extra dollars. Hey, look <laughs> Yeah. But the point is, this is not something you want to discount on, is it? No. Like, you don't want to pay less. You want them no, to take their time I'm, and do a good job. I'm going on vacation. I said to her, I'm going on vacation, so I want... Uh, you know, a nice pedicure. I want a design on my toes. I would like flowers or, or you know, a you know, palm tree or whatever. Right. Um, and so at this place, 
they bring you like all these little samples. They're like little rows of plastic nails with colors on them, right? So you can pick the color you want. I looked at one and I was like, hey, I like this. Will it actually look like this on my toe? Oh, oh boy. Because it was like, you could tell you'd have to put a layer of white underneath it because it was like a blue and white kind of sparkly. And I was like, that would be really cute. I mean, as you can see, okay. there's not much hope for you. No, Asker, this is going to go horribly will, wrong. Will it look like that? Yes. We put white underneath it. Okay, cool. Don't lie to me. So she does <laughs> the whole, you know trimming and and you know polishing of the did, feet but did you get the, the paraffin did you get the paraffin wax bag around your foot yeah i did you did I nice did. nice i wanted extra soft feet um and then she goes to paint it and she's like <sighs> globbing on the white and i know guys you're probably not super into what happens um, with paint polish for your toenails or fingers but if you glob that on it is not going to dry for like a day. No, and I it's going to look nasty. Damn. What? <laughs> no, we're just I, 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 we're I, just listening. I mean, this is incredible. She globs this on, and then immediately she goes to glob on the sparkles, and then she looks at me and she goes, "Is that okay?" And I'm like, "What? No, man. What? No, it's not okay. No, what? No." No, it does not look Bro, good. Bro, what are you talking so, about, man? And this is this is the bigger issue. How much of a language barrier was there? It was incredible. Like it was incredibly bad. She and I tried. Like I, uh, I am very friendly with people who English is not their first language. You I try to be super it, we'll communicative you know. and nice, and one hundred percent could not understand her. Like. Okay, now, how frustrating like 97% was that? 97% could not understand her. Yeah, how frustrating was that? It was super frustrating because I had to keep asking her. She would say things, and I, I like could not understand it at all. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, how much do you wind up paying for this pedicure? I ended up paying 45 because I argued back because I was like, listen, the, she had to switch out the polish. She had to redo the flowers. How many times like, did she redo the same, the same work? Twice for each thing. With all due respect. The fl- yeah, the flowers didn't turn out the way you wanted. No, right? and by the time she got to the last one, she was like, you know, she like swiped on the clear coat yes. on top and it oh. blurred it again because she put too much freaking polish on. How hard is it to find a good shop to do that at? You know what? It shouldn't be this hard. And, and I don't know, but it, anyways, it was so frustrating that. They just like there was no way for me to be able to talk with her reasonably, and I was super frustrated by the. And end. you're way more patient than I am with that stuff. I'd have just gotten up and left. And I, I, like, hey, no, I, I would have. I would have gotten up and left. I don't want to have to fight for the service. Like I, I had to go back and forth with her, I, and it's like okay, that you know what, just leave it. I'm going to leave now. Yeah. <laughs> like. That's I, frustrating. I probably should not have. Paid. Shot clock violation says twenty minutes and not a goddamn thing about sports yet. You're yeah, at the bro. you're at the end of the show. Go back to the beginning of the show. We've been doing the show for three hours. I think we spent two and a half this hours talking Knicks and Don. Jesus, where we talk about life. Giggity says shot clock. Rewind to the beginning and get all the sports talk you're looking for. Exactly right. Uh, Brett Terry says don't draw conclusions based on social media. Agreed. Well, there you go with the Don thing. I don't know. Like I I think the I think you pay more when you go to places like Mountain View Village because it's in a nicer neighborhood. It's a new shop. It's like, I think you should expect to pay more. But, but when that service doesn't line up, 
That's my problems, point. Bro. When you pay more, are you expecting better service? You're and I damn don't right think, you are. See, I don't think you can do that anymore. Wow. Well, I don't well, think you can do that anymore. I agree with you. And the thing is, we know what they're charging for their lease in that new place. Oh, yeah. Uh, those shops, depending on the size, the size that they had, had to probably be at least 12 to 15K a month Easy. for their lease. At least. That's before paying your people, before uh, yeah. anything. So I just felt like they were rushed and like not. Oh, that's good. the worst, especially in a service thing. Like that's the worst for like massage, for chiropractics, yes. toes, hair. Yes. You don't want people rushing through your your balayage. Yeah. You don't want ru- people rushing through your mani pedi, like because it's not cheap anymore. No. It is really expensive, and labor is really expensive. And that's why I always say, hey, if you're going to charge me more, but you're going to give me a higher level of service, I'm totally good with that. Yep. I expect better service when I go to Ruth's Chris, when I go to Morton's, when I go to the, the best. Yeah, Mastro's, the best steakhouses. I, I expect more because I'm paying more. Yes. So anyway. Yeah. Okay. So by the way, it is National S'mores Day. All right. Are, can, are s'mores something you only do when you're camping? Yes. I think they are. They are. I am not a. I am not a backyard s'mores. Guy. I will say I love a good graham cracker outside of camping. Oh. Love a good graham cracker. Are you? But are you on that marshmallow grind? No, because that's the thing that matters. No, the marshmallow. I don't eat marshmallows outside of camping. You I, don't. No, oh my no, god, I love no, marshmallows. No. I love. But when we go to like a swanky hotel and they offer the the s'mores, like you know, you're in Park City or Beaver Creek and. They offer little s'mores for the fire pit outside. I'm in. Mm-hmm. So it's not only camping. I think it is mountain, though. You have to have, like, you know, that mountain. It's got to be mountains? Field. You got to have the nature vibe. Yeah. You know, you got to have the... Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know. I am a big it's... fan. I love marshmallow. Yeah. S'mores or, like, the chocolate-covered bunny you get at Easter that's just marshmallow filling with chocolate covering on I it? I got to go s'mores, dude. I mean, if you can get, <sighs> yeah. like, when we went to the Tetons, you know, um, we built this amazing fire, like a huge fire out of the fire we, pit there. Yeah, we. that's what I said, we. I said we. Yeah. We built this great fire. And really, it's Roasted me. the marshmallows, like, you know, the chocolate melts when you do it right. And it's just, it's just greatness, bro. Yeah. I, I don't even know. By the way, I don't even know what is a close second for camping snacks. Like, I think I think that takes a cake all day. Grill, I see, and we didn't do it, but grilled cheese, camping grilled mm. cheese. Oh, my God. It is so good. You know what I wanted to ask of, of our, our listeners? Guys, are you getting pedicures? You should be getting pedicures. Yeah, see, Jake, you, Jake won't ever get. Yeah. I, yeah, no, it, no, no. In the comments, are you somebody that gets a pedicure? I am absolutely a Manny Petty guy. Ooh, Gabe Ledley says s'mores are vastly overrated. Damn, Gabe. Really? Gabe. Wow. And I'm you're raising by that. children? Yeah. Um. What is it? <laughs> wow. And you're raising children? <laughs> um, Giggity says you're a charred roasted marshmallow or lightly, 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 lightly roasted. Lightly, lightly roasted. I am not a charred I'm anything. not going no. full lava mode lightly. on my marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, no. If it's just a big black briquette no way no i'm not doing that <laughs> Mm-mm. but i don't have, as a guy i i can confidently say i don't have any trouble getting a manicure mani pedi uh-huh. i'm not, i don't mind i have a really good barber i have i so i'm big on hair i'm big on skin i go to the chiropractor occasionally um i don't mind getting like mani pedis i pluck my own eyebrows i don't mind that none even a little bit i, I as a guy 
I don't think there should be an issue. Men, mm-hmm. you still yeah. need to take care of yourself, and your yes. feet need to be taken care of too. Yeah, let's see. Pedicure. Boyd Lake says campfire s'mores with the kids. Not much better than that. Yeah, dude. Right? Yeah, for Game. kids. Yeah, for kids. I think you have to. You got to teach your kid how to build a fire, man. The campfire like, thing for on. kids is huge. Yeah. Gabe, I hope you're teaching your child how to make s'mores. Okay. Uh, Ruff's official says, of course they get pedicures. See, why is there a stigma around that? Why is there a stigma for plucking eyebrows? Why is there a stigma for, like, I don't understand that. Yes, I haven't gotten a, um, a manicure in I don't know how long. I have really nice nails, though. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily need, but manicures... <clears throat> yeah. I can't handle the bottom of the foot thing. It's just so like sense ticklish. I yeah. hate that. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. like getting your toes clipped, getting your like getting your feet massaged and getting your legs massaged and paraffin wax. And there's nothing wrong with that, man. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it is a good day to any time you can get a Manny Petty. And trust day. me when I say this. If you said to your wife, hey, date night, I'm taking you for sushi and Manny Petty. You're getting laid. Boom. You are you're having marital relations. Boom. There is no doubt about that. Do it. Why do you laugh? You're so fucked. Why do you honestly, laugh? Funny, dude. When you're in bed with her, if your talons okay. touch her, bro, don't, don't because you are infamous for this. You have more than once, more than once, Mrs. Razorblade toes over there has cut my has cut the back of my leg with her toes. I'm Never cut. You ha- absolutely you have. Now, as a man, I would never bring this up to you because I don't want you to feel insecure. And I, and I do like seeding the garden occasionally, so I would never complain about your talents. Right, right. But you, more than once, you have done that. The other day, the other day, I think with your toe sitting upstairs, like you, like who? No, the back you, is broken. Anyway, anyway, let's see. Giggity says now that uh, I know a grinder won't cost a ton, maybe I'll get a petty. You should. You should. You should. Yeah. Uh, Giggity says, of course, Ruff's official is insecure in his masculinity. Oh. Uh, truth. Uh, Michael Harris says, graham cracker dipped in milk, baby. Oh. Okay, so see, I, I, I'm out on the milk portion, but I so love good. graham crackers. I love it. Uh, Gabe Ledley says, little lope will eat half a s'mores, then quickly transition a pound and a half of marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Giggity says, Ruff's official says, Giggity getting a manicure and drinking his cat poop coffee. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Boyd Lake says, Talons, get the grinder. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Although I'm not, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm telling you, there's nothing, there's nothing that is wrong Self-care with. Self care is important. Yeah. Get, I, I'm telling you, until you learn, once you do it once, I'm just telling you, once you do it once, you'll never go back. You'll never go back. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Just so you can go to Pound Town. It is remarkable. It is remarkable. We have to go. Yeah, we have to go. We actually have we to have go. We have things we have to do. So um, yeah. we're a little short on the on the non-sports stories today. No, we're not. We're fine. Yeah, I guess it's fine. We're fine. I probably went too far with the roadside assistance, bro. That was funny. That was funny. I have not been mad. Like, and now, by the way, I'm probably not going to replace my battery till after Hawaii. Yeah. Because I have to like physically, manually labor that. Anyway, uh, make sure you check out our friends at uh, Wayman Brothers Construction. 801-654-1028. 801-654-1028. And a big announcement tomorrow on the show. Harris Lachance, BYU offensive lineman. 
begins his run. He'll be on the show every Wednesday morning. Harris Lachance will join us to talk BYU football 8 a.m. tomorrow. Until then, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake. Okay. Goodbye. Okay.